with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. six years at that point. By almost every measure, the tentative settlement appears to be a victory for the Union. 97, that's right. 20 years to the day I walked out of here for a full-time job. What do we want? When do we want it? Now! Overtime is ridiculous at this place. Personally, I've worked 10, 11, 12-hour days. You know, you want to be able to get home and see your kids at a decent hour. Nothing worse than driving back. Tired. The harassment now in UPS is out of control. I hear that they make, uh, you know, they make 1.5 billion dollars per quarter. They they put their earnings statement out there, and I don't see how they can't afford to uh, pay for our health care. I wasn't here in 1997. I was seven years old, but I'm ready to do my part now. The more we stay together, the stronger we are, the more we get, the better off we'll be in the long run. Yeah, we've got to stick together. That's the only thing that gives us power. Yeah, I don't want to settle early if it means settling short. We will do what it takes. That means walking out, I'm willing to do that. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on Union Power Radio. That's right, you're listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. It's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, we are live in Brooklyn. And in the studio in Brooklyn, we have Anthony Rosario from Forster. Yep, thank you, Heck. Thank you for having me. Somebody got to turn off their phones. And also in the studio, we have Raul Melestina. What's up, Heck? Thank you for having me. So we're here live in Brooklyn in uh, the best, where is this, best Iverson? This is, uh, where, where we at, man? Anthony. He's we busy, he's busy. in East New York, sir. East New York, East New York. Oh, oh. Big up to East New York. There you go. So today we're going to be um, talking, I mean, I mean uh, it's a lot of echo here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be turning off your mics and then when you guys are talking, I'm going to turn them on because... They're hearing your your mics are hearing me from back here, 
But anyway, we are live here in Union Power Radio with the What The Heck Show here, uh, Local 804. And uh, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here. We have a couple of listeners now, and they're going to be coming in. And uh, hopefully I recorded this before we can put it on podcast because uh, for some reason my recorder is not working, guys. So what's up, guys? What's going on, man? Anthony is busy on his phone. And uh, what's going on, bro? Well, actually, Hector, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, As you guys know... um the freight guys are being locked out of their building, and um, there's a lot of talk about what, what their next move is. And um, I believe the strike, uh, they, they, they were doing their strike authorization, and the ballots should be coming in today. They should be counting up the numbers, and they, I'm pretty sure they're going to strike because, I mean, if, if UPS is already shutting all their, all their operations down in, in freight, then this is definitely probably what's going on right now. Um, what, what I would like to talk... Yeah, I know, right? Boo, boo to those guys that that are that are shut UPS that's shutting them down. Uh, an interesting um, an interesting uh, post that a uh, that a a member a member had posted. Uh, basically, Juan Campos and the local 705 out of Chicago. Uh, big ups to them because they're doing some really big things right now. Uh, so uh dave burnt in 705 uh and i quote what he said was solidarity with our brothers and sisters ups freight who are voting today and the next few days on their latest tentative agreement local 705 is conducting our vote at the barns to increase participation if a rejection leads to a strike all of us must have their backs Local 705 has approved a $400 weekly strike benefit from the 705 Strike Fund. In addition to IBT Strike Fund benefits, 705 will also pay to continue members' health care coverage. We all need to come together to support them in their fight for a good contract. An injury to one is an injury to all. Big of 705. Yeah, that's right. Big news. Yeah, well, I, I met uh, Juan Campos out in the TDU convention. Me and Raul. Um, he's he's got a he's got a lot of followings, man. And uh, and I big up to him to uh, oops, big up to him to uh, what he's doing over there. Now remember, seven oh five is not with the international. They are separate. They 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 voted to get away from the international, and this is what we should be thinking about here in, in local eight hundred four that that we should be uh, getting away from the international. And um, I know a lot of a lot of people, a lot of members are talking about it that, that we want to get away from the international. That they they don't you know we were the same at seven hundred five with our uh, voting. We voted down the supplement ninety five percent. Right. So we would have had the upper hand right now that we could have just said, listen, if you don't give us what we want, like 705, we could go on strike also. Yep. Well, that's actually, that's actually, it could be a little more difficult because when it comes to the supplements, it's a two-thirds vote and it's basically like uh, you need more than 50%. When it comes to decertification, you actually need 75% of the members to mm-hmm. vote with it. So yeah. it's kind of tough to get that kind of numbers. I mean, it's not to say that we can't work on it by trying to reach a lot of the younger uh, generation of UPSers and these young uh, offloaders and preloaders who, honestly, a lot of them are not voting. But at the same time, uh, deep certification would be, I, I think it's its not p- impossible, but it would definitely be difficult. I, I believe it's impossible here in Local 804 because the fact that, you know, we have 7,000 and maybe 7,100 now. Yeah. And um, 
the the it, we need fifty five percent. So the fifty five percent out of seventy one hundred is is seventy five percent. I mean, I'm sorry, seventy five percent. I'm sorry. Yeah, seventy five percent is fifty five hundred yeah. uh, members. Right. And right. and what we're getting here in local eight hundred four is the votes are like thirty three hundred. It's the Correct. top one for the vote no just now for the yeah. uh, master. Right. Um, so we would need like another two thousand change. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is the turnover because. You know, you got the preloaders that keep coming in and coming out. They only play. They only work in like one or two years. This is a process that takes a long time. You know, a couple of years to 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 get everybody on board. By the time you get everybody on board, you already got a new set of of, of employees. Well, well, Danny uh, backstabber Montabo. <laughs> he said not to say it, but you know, you know me. I don't bite my tongue. But Danny the backstabber Montabo, uh, he put out something uh, on Facebook, uh, a letter saying that. Uh, that he agrees with the company with this uh, supplement right now. Um, what do you guys think about that? And, you know, there's another letter out there that actually from the committee guy that uh, actually Phil that said that everything that uh, Montabo put out was uh, disagreeing with the, the, the committee disagreed with him to put it out to try to go for a vote yes. So why is I mean why is he going against the membership? That's that's the that's the question. That's the million dollar question. He already went against the membership one time with uh, Walter Kane. We voted Walter Kane out of office. He brung him back, and you know he didn't give a fuck what the members said. Now with this letter saying that he wants, you know, he thinks that this is a good contract for us, and that we want he he's going for a vote yes on this, and the committee is saying no. Why are you putting this out? So what do you I mean? What do you guys think about that? I don't get it at all. If your own committee is telling you basically that 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 they're they're not with the the with, with the agreement that UPS is trying to make or this contract, then obviously he should be with them. And from what I remember hearing from Colund was that Danny Montalvo actually went around the room and he spoke to the guys and he you know they walked out of there thinking they were all in agreement. So for Montalvo to wait till everybody leaves the room and then just decide that he's going to do this on his own, because I believe he was, he, they send out the paper like almost secretly. Yeah. Like they're just trying to get it out there. And basically what they're really pushing is this $500 pension increase, which is, is, is worded as a front loaded pension bonus, which I, I honestly don't even really know what that means. Right. Um, you know, he's trying to get these guys to bite on what everybody says is this carrot that they're having. We're not fucking donkeys, you know? No. Right? We're not biting on this carrot. No. I know there are a lot of older guys that are saying to themselves, you know what? I'm almost done. Let me take this 500 bucks and let me just, you know, I can live off that. I'd be fine. And you, you guys aren't thinking about the whole picture here. Exactly. Please, guys. You, you can't leave the rest out to dry. This And you got to remember again, yeah, you may be retired, but what happens down the road a couple of years later when UPS says, oh, guess what? You guys used up all the pension money, and, yep. and now we can only pay you. Look what they did um, a couple of years back to the to the guys in the uh, the Midwest when they started taking like a, what was it like a thousand or fifteen hundred out of their pensions. Yep. I mean, you know that nobody is safe. So don't think that because they, they, he's offering you this little five hundred. And think about all that we're giving up for that five hundred dollars, yeah. guys. Well, they they saying they're going to recommend up to a five hundred dollar increase. That's no, there's no guarantee. There's yeah, a five hundred. No $500 you know, the funny part about this is that when Edwin was in office, he already had the approval of that. And Edwin was going to use that for his campaign advantage to the membership, like saying, oh, I got you got $500, you know, vote for me. And now that he's not in office, that he got kicked out by uh, Danny Baxter Montabo, uh, 
Hey, they, they're laughing here in the studio. I'm sorry, he almost spit it out water. But uh, anyway, he, he got booted out from uh, Montavo, and, and now he's trying to take the, the throne and say, hey, I got you the $500 uh, uh, increase. And that's bullshit, because he's using it for his political means so he could get votes, so he could vo get voted back in. But I mean, 804 members, we're not dumb. We're no. not dumb at all. You know, those, those, and I get into it because, you know, you got two, two slates coming out of the hall right now. You got two slates coming out with, uh, with, uh, Betancourt slate, and then you have the Montabo slate. Same shit, different faces. This is what I see. They are trying to, we had a rough three years here in Local 804. We need a change. We have four slates running, which I think is bullshit that we're running with four slates, but whatever. It is what it is. And um and go ahead, Rob, what were you saying? No, I'm just I just wanted to just touch a little bit more on that on that letter. I mean, you know, on the bottom of that letter it says for you guys for all of us to uh email at the uh, receptionist at teamsterslocal eight oh four dot org. So I'm saying that we should all send them an email, tell them how what we really feel about this contract. You know, like you know, they they want flex start time. He didn't say flex start time, but he says they are proposing a third start time. What does that mean? Like there's going to be three start times every day. So me as a shop steward, if I start at, eight, let's say, 8.30, then you're going to have guys starting at 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. How do we defend these guys? How do we um, educate them and, and tell them what's going on, you know, uh, through the local, whatever the case may be, if, if we have three start times? I, I mean, where does it end? Is that more division? Well, the start times, we already have flex Mondays. Correct. Okay, so they could go back and forth from 8.30 up to 9 o'clock. Now, if they do the whole week, they're going to de determine, like, if the preload is not done at 10 o'clock, this is the time they're going to be, uh, this is the time they're going to be, you know, putting in the the, the times for us yeah. to start the time. Yeah. So, uh... So, well, meaning, like, if they're, not, if they're not done, let's say, by 9, 9.30, they can say, today you're going to start at 10 in the morning. Exactly. So, you're just hanging out for an hour or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't I don't get that start time, and they want it, the flex time, they want it Monday through Friday, and they don't even want, like, a couple of days. They want Monday through Friday flex time. So, I, I, I say no to that Correct. right away. Okay. And also, the double the double time on Sunday. They said it does not, it's not affecting the seniority drivers, but it's going to affect the newbies from uh, the... 8 uh 2018 so anybody that got hired from 8 2018 they won't they get straight time on sundays so you know it doesn't affect the the, the seniority but guess what we're not gonna ever see sundays we don't see sundays now it's in the language now it's in the contract now that we get double time yeah so did you have have you ever worked on a sunday no have you ever worked on a sunday Never. how about you you never no. worked on a sunday who, who we got we just got oh. somebody walked in what's up no. Yeah. <laughs> My brother just woke up. He's gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> That's your brother. Yeah. Oh, what's up, brother? What's going on? So, uh, you know that that Sunday thing is gonna be the the crazy shit that we don't even do Sundays, but these new guys that they're gonna bring in as hybrid drivers are gonna be um, taking over that Sunday at straight time. So that's that's not that's not fair to all of us. No, I want to touch a little on that too. The the Still twenty the, the, the 224s, what, What's going to happen with the twenty two fours is this. And for those that don't know, uh, the twenty two four is a new article they would try to implement in the contract. It's Article twenty two, Section four, stating that these uh, 
these hybrid two-tier drivers would be a work they'd be workers that work inside either doing uh it could be the guys like in the hub buildings that do car washing they'd be going out driving delivering packets coming back to the building doing car washing or maybe uh guys that work at night unloading trucks they'd be taking work from us and then after they do their deliveries that so so they'd be doing two time di different types of jobs and taking a lot of overtime for us but what people don't know is that these two-tier drivers will not be able to get on the 9-5. So they'd be able to work them as much as they want, these poor kids. Uh, a lot of them are young. They're a new generation of UPSers, and they'd be, they'd be basically running these poor kids into the ground. Second thing is uh, none of them can... Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, second thing is they can't get a request load either. They're not allowed to request loads. So, you know, they can work them for whenever they need them. Also, they will, like you said, be working mandatory on the weekends. You know, it, they're looking at like it could be up to seven days a week. That's right. I mean, it's just not fair. I just want to do breaking news just now that they, they had. I just saw it on the chat. Uh, 705 just uh, had a vote count and the vote count was 125 no to 34 yes. So they are going on strike. Wow. wow. Let's get a so, cheer for that. 705 Juan Campos. So the vote just came in that uh, it was 125 no and uh, two, uh, 34 yes. So that's that's leverage for us. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. Now you got the freight guys. Yeah. They're definitely going on strike. And now you got. Well, it says U.S. freight for the 705. So oh. U.S. freight. Okay. That's the uh, U.S. So they're officially going on strike. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. But that, that's another that's not problem. That's the package division. That's the problem. The, the whatchamacallit, the, um, the company already put them out on the street. They already locked it up. They already told them we didn't even get the vote yet, and they already locked them out. So that's that's another that's another problem that we have. That the company is doing whatever they saying. Fuck it, you know. If they locked them out, and before the vote, then they got something up their sleeves. This company ain't stupid. Well, they're, they're trying, trying to, to stop. They're trying to stop the protesting. Yeah. They know they would be at those buildings and they'd be protesting. But those guys, they know that they can go wherever they want to protest. Protest protesting is. Uh, uh, I'm not telling anybody what to do, but you know, you you got you freight guys. You guys know that uh, we have your back, and by contract, we're not allowed uh, to cross any picket lines. Um, so you guys, you think about what you're going to be doing and where you're going to be setting up, and just know that wherever you guys go, uh, your UPSers and your Teamster brothers have your back. Correct. Also, I just saw something on uh, on. The, I wish you guys could read everything. I, Suffolk County already has. Um, three start times they said they said they have a nine o'clock nine ten and a, and a nine twenty i don't know how that happened if the contract says that you can't go past the eight you know from eight thirty to nine o'clock so i don't know why suffolk county is doing a nine ten nine twenty start time and they're already starting with their shit with uh with they shit uh putting uh different start times and that's crazy because in my building i don't know if your building uh certain buildings like uh in laurelton in uh Ryan Kelly's uh, building, yeah. they have crazy start times past 9 o'clock. Wow. You know, I don't know. Ryan Kelly's uh, the guy running uh, with Montabo, right? Yeah, he's running with Montabo. So, so, you know, why are we letting the company do that when it's in the contract that you could say that it's not past 8.30? I mean, half an hour past 8.30, which is 9 o'clock. So, then the latest start time should be 9 o'clock. You know, and yeah. and if you give if we give them this, which is later start time, is that they're gonna help they're gonna help themselves because the preload is not done yet, and so it, l the later they get you on the clock, the more they don't have to pay you. Yeah, you know, Forster Avenue also has guys starting after nine o'clock. Really? So, yeah, yeah. In your building? Yeah, it's 
been going and on for what, a while. Yeah. What is your shop steward doing about it? Well, they're they're trying to put a stop on it. The shop stewards every morning are in there trying to uh, check out the dispatching, see what's going on. So you know, it's a it's a process. You have to grieve it sometimes. And you know, right now the leadership up top isn't exactly taking care of it. You know, you, you guys know that we have a BA that we really can't rely yeah, on. Yeah, I moment. know. You so, have uh, make a deal, <laughs> make a deal, Johnson. Make a deal. He'll give you a 30, 60, or 90. You you act now, you'll get a 30 or 60. You know how it's like one of those commercials? It's like Crazy Freddy. Yeah, exactly. Prices are insane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about that, you know. It's funny that you say about the start times. There's a, there's a center in 43rd Street. I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to blow nobody out. The, the steward was on vacation. So I, I had a, we had like a, a little talk with the guys. It was like a bunch of us. And... uh they got a 10 o'clock start time on the bottom three guys of that center. Wow. And I, heard of that. I was like, 10 o'clock? So the problem was that um, there's, this get, there's this guy. He's always on Facebook. His name is Marlon. Um, I, I don't see him on Facebook. Yeah, Marlon? Marlon, he, yeah, he's always on Facebook. He's on one of the chats. He's a good friend of mine. He's a good dude, strong guy. He's one of the futures. He's only been in a company in like two years. So he's, he's, a, he's a future guy. He's a fighter. Um, Shout-outs to Marlon um, for the east side. So... He had a problem that, like around five o'clock or five or six o'clock, they came and took the route over. What do you mean already without yeah. the hybrid drivers? Without the hybrid drivers on these these ten o'clock starters, I don't know how they start how they doing that in that center. Ten o'clock starters. So who's picking up the work? The ten they sending him with an empty back to the building, and those three guys that starting at ten a.m. Are taking over the route. Well, that's what exactly what's going to happen with the hybrid drivers when you're out there that long. And then uh, what happens is that if they see that you're going to go over the eight hour mark or the nine five mark, they're going to send this hybrid driver over there to collect, give you the keys of whatever truck he came with. And then you're going to go back to punch out. And this hybrid driver stays out there and he can do as much as 10, 10, 11 hours of overtime Correct. doing this thing. And that's bullshit. I, yeah. I think, you know, and what what is the union doing about this? Yeah, with, with the executive board. I know they were campaigning this week, but, you know, the show must go on. Who, who, who's watching these No buildings? one has an answer to it. I mean, really. I mean, what are, what are, what are the language saying that we're going to fight this thing and um, um, not only fight this thing, the language, gotta, it's got to be a strong language that we could, uh, you know, as seniority drivers could dispute the overtime. So, you know, as a seniority driver, you you get overtime, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. So why don't I mean if we if we if they need a six day guy and on Saturday so they, they call they call a, a seniority driver. So what what happens now with these twenty two fours that they taking over our overtime? That's it. We can't we can't we didn't know language to fight it. There's no apps and then this guy Danny the backside of Montau wants to freaking pass this this $500 this increase. yeah because of five hundred dollar increase and it means a lot of guys that are out there that that uh that are done with this with this union shit and and, and they done with the company and they just want to leave and that five hundred this is their ticket out of here yeah. to get you know to get that five hundred dollars say fuck it I'm gonna I'm gonna take it and I'm like take it and run yeah like Dan, <laughs> Danny the backstab on table said he's gonna take it and run so that's what he's putting into these guys heads so they they're not they're not talking about the newbies what happens to the newbies now yeah. you know the new guys yeah they're hurting them they, these, this young generation of uh, UPS employee they're gonna be seriously affected by this they're gonna be working some serious hours. And and they're not going to get any any concessions as far as like uh, you know like I told you before doing the nine five or, or being able to put in a request load or you know being able to spend time with their family on the weekends they're, they're being basically stricken of all of these things and it's it's not fair 
And uh, we need stronger leadership, and it's got to come from the top. And everything that's going on with freight right now, you would think that um, um, Danny Montavo would be, you know, at, at least out there in the front of this. We're one of the strongest locals. Uh, Local 705, as I said earlier, they're out there talking about giving <laughs> these guys a $400 uh and um, money from the strike fund, from their own strike fund that they'll probably be going on strike themselves. And then on top of that, you also have the, the talking about, you know, helping them with their health care during this time. And, and you know, we have a strong local. Local 804 is one of the biggest. And I haven't heard a peep from Montalvo. And, you know, Montalvo, if you're out there listening, you know, uh, listen, uh, you have an election coming up, <laughs> you know, a lot of people losing a lot of faith in you. And if you want to go out there and show people that 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 you're made of something bigger than what's happening, you, you have to prove it. You know, you have to go out there and you have to show the guys. I, I mean, right now you, you're fighting a losing battle, pal. So you might as well make yourself a last ditch effort. Do something. You know, I, I mean, listen, the, the, most likely you're going to get voted out because nobody trusts you anymore. I mean, you got people calling you backstop on table. That's got to. That's got to really. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> you, and a lot of other people, heck, and a lot of other people. And, and he gets booed when he gets on the mic on general membership meetings. It, what does was, that mean? It, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, you're probably gonna go. If you're gonna go, at least you know, go out with your head up high. You know, go out there, prove that you're a, a union guy. Stand up for the freight guy. Stand up for Juan Campos. Get out there and get in front of this man. You're our president. You're the local 804 president. One of the largest locals in the Teamster, in the Teamster Brotherhood. Come on, man. I mean, show something. Well, he's uh, he he he's known he he's known for this. Uh, you know, at the nat at the at the navigation. I'm, I'm, I'm used sorry. to hearing that. Yeah, he's used to hearing that right there, the booze. But um, uh, he's I don't know I don't know what's up with him. I don't know what's going on with him with the. With the um, with the campaigning, uh, he's going around saying that the uh, extremely ma uh, it matters doesn't you know they're not gonna be able to do it because of the of the court situation. And let me tell you something. I'm gonna bring it out there to you guys because I'm gonna let you know the court situation because I was at the court uh, when I heard the judge say what what she had to say. And a very smart judge, she knew what she was talking about. And she let them know exactly what's going on. Now, they're going every, every slate from 804 Rise Up and Betancourt and, Bet and uh, Backstab. Of the, I'm sorry. Members first and Experience Matters. Uh, that's correct. Members first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, those those three guys are, are, are bad-mouthing at the gates about uh, us, the Experience Matters slate. And they, they're, 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 they're not bad-mouthing of what we have plan to do they are bad mouthing the fact that you know they think that this court system the court uh, judge is gonna uh you know rule and they're gonna be gone and you know we're gonna get fucked up and we're gonna get charged but let me give you let me give you because danny montaba i know danny why oh, didn't say backstabber danny the backstab montaba is listening so i'm gonna let you know that you was in the same courtroom as i was and you're going over there telling the members a fake lie and the judge absolutely said they holding these charges against these guys over their head, okay? The judge said, how is it possible that you had you you charge a principal officer within two weeks and these guys' charges are still over their head? Oh, now it's going to be over a year now that haven't been charged. Yeah. So the judge thought this was a political thing. And she was right because they were, they were holding it as a political thing. 
and and over there of uh, you know three guys in our slate, which is uh, uh, Vinnie Perone, Anthony Cerulli, and uh, Chris Williams. So the judge said, "Hell no, you're not going to make this a political circus here. This is federal court. I'm going to tell you guys when you ever get the charges on them. I'm going to want you guys here back in court the day, the next day, both of you guys from the IBT and our the the lawyer from Experience Matters." And they say we're gonna, and then I'm gonna give you the injunction that you're gonna be able to run, you're gonna be able to freaking get elected, you're gonna be able to to run this local. So oh, yeah. the the three slates that are out there, the Bancor, the 804, they 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 they, they saying lies to the members. Fake like, news, it's ex- fake news. Exactly. So they don't know the real news, and the real news is that I was in that courtroom, Danny Montavo was in that courtroom, and Danny Montavo. The backstabber Montavo, he when he came out, he was pissed off that day at the courtroom because he left out of there saying, holy shit, now I'm going to have competition. That's right. Because that's what he didn't want. He wanted the judge to to just put the charges on them and then he, we don't, you know, we can't, we don't come up with a slate and then he'll be able to run. But he was so pissed coming out of that uh, that courtroom that he almost got into a fight with uh, Pete Massandrea because when he was walking out. He told Pete Massandrea, you got what you deserve. And Pete, you know, responded back to him. And they were a little back and forth going. I I, I videotaped it because I was on the phone and all of a sudden I said, shit, I got to turn on the video. But um, he was he's telling members a lie. He should tell them the truth that the judge, the federal judge said to them, they are able to run. They are able to get nominated. They are able to get take office because the day that. The IBT brings up the charges, then she's going to want them in courtroom and she's going to put an injunction on that. So, you know, I'm not saying that the charges are going to go away, but the way I'm seeing it, you know, (laughs) Hoffa already got the four main guys they suspended, which is Tim Sylvester, Reynolds, Pete Massandrea, and and O'Neill. Yeah. So those are the top four guys. Yeah. You know, and these guys, you know, they really, it was kangaroo court for them. And and they got a great fucking lawyer. And let me tell you, that lawyer knows what the fuck he's saying. So he feels that, you know, whatever happens now, but right now is nothing happening because the judge is going to see as this. You held this charges against these guys for a whole year. You charge your principal officer in two weeks. Crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So you're you're messing with federal now. Yeah. You're not. You know, this is not a, a a city court. This is a federal court. So if federal sees that something fishy going on yeah. with these charges, federal gets involved into the IBT because they're not probably not doing anything right. And you think that you think Hoffa just got the uh, federal out of, of the IBT? You think they want them back in? Nope. So you know, for the members out there that you know, you're gonna hear these guys uh, say. Um, that you know, you eight or four, right? That's all they got. They, they that's all they have for for the for the camp for their campaign to put negative stuff out there about the court the, the court hearing. And I'm telling you guys right now, I was there present at the court hearing, and, and Danny the backstab Montai was there, and he heard exactly what I heard, and we all heard. If it was if it was a problem, Vinnie Perone and uh, Cerulli and Chris won't be able to run and they are able to run they got a full stay until the charges come up which who knows when those charges are going to come up but for now they are good we have a good slate going on 
and um, just don't listen to the bullshit from these slates. That's all they have. They have nothing else going for themselves. We are the ones to beat here in uh, Experience Matters. We are the ones to beat. So you got the three, the three, the three slates that are going right against us. You know what I'm saying? And that's not that's not that's not cool. It's like an odd number, you know, three slates coming against one, you know, it's, it's it's bullshit. So what do you guys think about what I just said about the court things? Well, I'll just say in conclusion, from what I see, uh all the members of Experience Matters are eligible to be nominated and eligible to run. And uh I don't see no problems moving forward. Uh all these guys are are, are ready to go. Uh they got a great president at the helm with Vinnie Perone. Uh the, the two of you um, Dave Cintron, Cerulli, uh, Lawrence Grant, um, you know, Scott Damone, uh, Tony Rasiglione. I mean, I, all, all these guys are ready to go. Uh, Barbone, too. Uh, what was that? Louis Barbone? Yeah, Louis Barbone. And uh, did I miss anybody? Is that all of them? No. Uh, oh, Dave Luby. Yeah. Dave Luby and Mark Cohen. And oh, Lawrence Grant. And Lawrence Grant, I said him, yeah. yeah so good. all these guys are eligible. They're ready to go. They're, 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 they're strong, tough union guys. Um, uh, they, they've learned. They've, they've, they've went to conventions. They've, they've learned extra things. Some of these guys even met this young kid, Tyler Binder, who's out there. Uh, we were out there hanging videos. out with him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this kid is a young, young strong, upcoming uh, member of UPS. Uh, I look forward to seeing a lot from this kid. He's he's young. He's he's so involved already. He's doing so much to help the members, and we need more guys like him out there. That's for sure. And and um, just to touch on that, listen, like yourself, Hector, we were invited to uh to join the uh, some of the other slates. I was invited to join all four slates actually, and uh, I chose to pick this team because this to me this is the strongest team we have. Mm-hmm. Strong fighters. Um, guys that put grievances that that hold the company accountable, you know that's real important to me. I just don't want to be with a regular, with with any other team that's just you know that's go go along get along time. And, and talking about that, Raul, because you know they don't understand that um that uh that me and you was uh I was asked I, I think I was asked before you with eight hundred four rise up. Yes, you are. Uh, so when I went to these meetings and I I really was gonna go with eight hundred four rise up because no one else has picked me up. So I was just going to go because I want to do something for the membership. We have to get rid of these guys that are in there now because they suck ass. So, you know, whatever I could have done to to get into uh, to a slate to help out with the membership, I was willing to listen and, and learn something. So when I when I went to 804 Rise Up, I mean, you, you know, not to discredit them, but they didn't have their shit together. Yeah. They didn't have they shit together. They didn't have the first seven. They didn't have who was running with who, who was going to be the president, who's going to be the vice president, who's going to be this, who's going to be that. And 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 it trying to turn me off a little bit. For the second meeting, I said, listen, because they only came three of them the first meeting. So I said, do you have a full slate together? They said, yes. I said, I would like to meet all of them to see where everybody's head is at because that's why I'm going to make my decision. So the second meeting um happened at in five towns remember and i didn't i didn't never knew that they uh called raul for the meeting um i know it was me and then damien Con, uh contrary from uh laurelton yeah yes he was uh he was me and him was at the meeting and all of a sudden i see uh raul walking into the door and i was like oh shit he didn't say nothing to me like you're right they were inquiring raul and we sat there and let me tell you something we ate we drank we talked about what? Nothing. Because they, was, they wasn't talking about the plans, what they had to, what they were going to do. The question I asked was, you know, who's the first seven on this slate? 
nobody knows. It was a, it was like uh, it was crickets there, and then um, so I decided. I think I said it right there on the table, Raul. I don't know if you. I said I'm not interested. When we, oh. when we sat at the bar. Oh, when we sat at the bar, that's yeah. when I said I wasn't interested. Yeah. So what happened was that uh, they came up, at, even with that, they came up with me and Raul at the bar and said, you know, to be in this lay, you're going you're gonna to need $4,000. And I was like, $4,000? Are you fucking kidding me? What do you need $4,000 for? And they was going to, uh, you know, hire a, uh, a RP person. And uh, and this funny thing is that I said, I- I'm not interested. I'm, I thank you for the offer. I'm good. Uh, and I remember Dennis and John Guess. You remember because we were still at the bar. Yeah. They went to the bathroom and came back with what? What, what was the price then? I think it was like half price. Eighteen hundred dollars. They went to the bathroom to use the bathroom. And they came back with a number of eighteen hundred dollars to get into the slate. And I was like, listen. You lowered it from four thousand to eighteen hundred. I got you, but I'm still not interested because you guys are not. You know, it, we're not. You're not. You, then they're not. They're not. They wasn't organized. Organized at all, you know. And you stood there for a little bit long. I mean, you you stood with them another meeting afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, me and and then uh, Damien was like, "Nah, we're not interested. We we left. I mean, nothing bad, you know. Done, but the slate that that I'm with now." They had better plans for this local 804 for the membership, and that's what I want. I wanted to go. I wanted to go with hardcore fighters, and this is what we have here in, in, in Experience Matters. We have hardcore. We're not scared of freaking management. No. You know, um, what scares me is that they have this uh, this 804 rise up. They have this girl named Sue. Remember, we met her. Yeah. And she just speaks very low. She has no. You know, but, but, you know, she wasn't going to be a BA. She was going to be a safety coordinator, but because they couldn't fit. <laughs> she fell down. Okay. Yeah, she <laughs> fell asleep. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, the you know, she wasn't going to be a BA. She was going to be a safety coordinator. That's what they was going to hire her for. And all of a sudden they couldn't fill in that spot and they just threw her in as a BA. Now that's a problem for me. As if I wasn't, I if know you know, if I wasn't a a uh, a uh, on a slate, that would be a problem for me. That you just pick somebody and just make them a BA, and she 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 lost three shops to elections. You know, is 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 she a B is she B, BA material? I don't I don't know no. because you know you heard her in the general membership meeting. I mean, everybody wanted her to get off the mic because she was just talking. I don't, I don't know what. But I'm not here to bash anybody. Well, it's yeah, just I'm that not. I just, you know, I just got to put it out there it's that, you know, yeah. you know, why I haven't joined. Everyone keeps asking why I didn't go with 804 Rides Up. And I say it every time in my show that they wasn't prepared. They wasn't organized enough for me to fight this company. Right. And that's, that's why right. I went with Extremely Matters. Now, the number here is 347-403-0705. If anyone wants to call in and speak to Anthony Rosario here from Forster, and we have Raul Molestina from 43rd Street, and you know myself, the what the heck. And uh, you, if you want any questions answered or you want to talk about any topics, you, the, the phone line is open now at 347-403-0705. So what do you guys think about what I was – well, you, Raul – Especially you, because you. What was your experience with eight hundred four rise up in? 
You don't want to talk about it, huh? Boo. Uh, I, no, I, I don't. I don't want to say anything wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to or bash anybody. No, I, you're not bashing I anybody. Felt, it's just that you're, look, you 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 got to you got to hold on. Uh, uh, you're right. They got their own plans, and their their plan is cool for them. And it wasn't for me. I really held up to the last minute. Um, that last general membership meeting before the negotiations, that was the last draw for me because. It is. We were still on before uh, nominations. Or yeah, okay. right before nominations, we had another one. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I heard you say negotiations. I was like negotiations. Oh, nominations. <laughs> my bad. Before nominations, we had uh, another meeting at, at a diner, and I, I just I wasn't feeling it, you know. And 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 God bless them. I wish them all the best of luck. They got good guys there, you know. I don't know them all, but some of them are, seem to be okay. And 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 you know. Well, well, listen. It's a democratic process, right? I yeah. mean. Uh, uh, unfortunately, there are four slates. I would rather it be, to be honest with you, just rise up and experience matters because I think uh, the members deserve the best quality amends they can get. And at the end of the day, um, Rise Up did finally put together an organizer group of individuals. They got their 13. Um, they're actually having a, a meet and greet on November 18th, and I'm going to do my due diligence and show up and see what's going on over there. Uh, I'm experienced matters all the way, but I feel like it's my duty as a teamster to show up and give them at least the opportunity to speak and see what it is that they have to say. And I, and I feel sometimes it's important for all the members to do that. And maybe they themselves, after going to the meet and greet, either you're going to see what you want to see there or you're going to say to yourself, you know what, I'm, I'm deciding that because of what I saw here today, I'm either going to go with experience matters or you know what, maybe Rise Up was able to prove that they were you know who they say they are, a, a bunch of guys trying to do the right thing as well. Because at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the right thing for the company. So, you know, um, in my opinion, at the way it stands right now, even just knowing the members that are in Rise Up right now and knowing the members from Experience Matters, um, the, 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 the research that I've done and the information that I've received, I feel that Experience Matters right now does have these stronger candidates. And they were more organized at an earlier time. They were ready and are ready to fight the company as it stands right now. Um, the members, all 13 of them, are, are um, educated. They know the contract. They know what they need to do to fight the company. And these are one of the reasons that I'm, I'm full on for Experience Matters. At the same time, we have to understand that Rise Up is also... Oh, we have to understand that Rise Up also is part of the it's part of the democracies. They have the right to run. They have the right to to to, to tell people what they're feeling, what 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 they plan to do moving forward. And uh, November eighteenth, uh, people are gonna know what what the what all the the comments are that the change is coming. What this change is actually about, and people will see what the truth really is. Finally. Yep, and uh, I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going. Uh, probably not. I'm not sure. I, I, I think yet. I think I have something to do, but I think I'm gonna postpone what I gotta do because uh, I'm supposed to go to Jersey that day early in the morning and help my cousin out. But I think I want to tell him to do it on a later later time so I can go to that meeting. I I think I want to go because you know the thing is this, guys. You know, and, and I'm not trying to put us up there. We had we had a we we got a plan here yeah. in, in in extreme uh, experience matters. We have a plan. We had a plan to do a meeting greet. We had a plan to what we're gonna do with the company. It was a, a five point nine million dollar plan that we gave every. It's on Facebook. Right, right, right. You know we're gonna go after this uh this 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 company for what we 
lost in the past three years with this uh, this uh, uh, executive board. This executive board neglected the whole membership for the past three years. Yep. They they were they were only interested in waiting. Uh, you know, getting the guys that are potential uh, threats to them, and they forgot about the membership for the past three years. Yeah, and a lot of things happened in the past three years. Uh, a lot of deal making, no wave making with the company, so the company took advantage of that. And right now, the company is at the top. Right now, they they love the fact that these executive boards in there now, and and the fact is that they splitting up. You know, it's it's. So- is is crazy? Break it down. You, they, they, how many guys split up into the other two teams? Like three? They got like three in each team. Four. Well, right? and in Betancourt, you have uh, Tony Papa Fritas, you have Rick Gomez, and you have uh, Todd, Todd, uh, Todd, Whatever. Todd, Todd. I don't Todd, know. Todd. Todd, Todd, the quiet guy that you know just got thrown in there. Uh, you got Brian Madden, um, which is which defeated drivers must be. You know, upset about what happened when they got late. You know, got fired. Yeah, that Montabo. You know, took over the the shit, and they got two weeks back pay. Or that's like it. That. Versus the local one seventy seven that got all their weeks back pay with uh, two weeks suspension. So you have Danny Montavo, the backstabber, with his slate, and then you got Betancourt. So they splitting up, and and you could see the split up that that was there. That when at the negotiations when you know it was time for negotiation they one went one way the other one went the other way and the way uh montalvo the backstabber was being at that nomination was disgusting as a principal officer acting principal officer you know hyping up the members and telling them to boo 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 because he got boo he got the boo he got the worst boo him mark johnson and ryan kelly got the worst boos of the whole slate you yep. know, I I, li- I like some of the guys that are there. Uh, you know, I, I I like Danny Cross. You know, I, great yeah, guy, he's but he's running with the wrong slate. I mean, he, he I mean these guys, these Ryan Kelly's running with the wrong slate. Also, they they this is is bad. They yep. you know they the future of this of this local and they running with this this guy and thinking that he's God. He's God. You got to understand what he has done to get to that throne right now. He took an, another guy out, a guy. From his his principal officer, no loyalty, no loyalty. Well, so that was why I was gonna hit him. I mean, I mean, that was gonna hit on that. Like you got a team that split up. You got like basically four guys on each in each side. Then you got like three guys that were fired, and then you got like another three guys that are not even running at all. Like I, I've never even heard of stuff like that. Like one slate become become <laughs> like four different entities uh, all all together. It's crazy. Yeah, this is a guy writing like a story on this uh, chat thing. Uh, if you want to call up three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five, because we don't have you wrote like pages of worth of stuff. But if you want to call up and chime in, and you can ask questions there, you can call up at three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. Um, now, like I said, you know, I put out on Facebook that listen, whichever slate goes to the front gates, you you gotta ask that question to them. What have they done in the past three to six years to the local or to educate the members? Because a lot of a lot of guys on these slates, you know, they've disappeared for the past nine years. And, you know, you got to ask them, you know, what have you done for this local as far as protests or uh, demonstrations or anything to educate the local and the members? And I guarantee they're going to they're going to they're going to be like, what? I uh, haven't done nothing. Now, in our slate, we've been active. 
Oh yeah, I know that. You we, guys, uh, I remember you guys all uh, got together to take on uh, Hoffa when Fred Zuckerman was running, and you guys actually went down to Vegas and went to the uh, convention. That was huge. Um, I know you guys, uh, most of the members of Experience Matters, were heavy and and, and essential in the Vote No movement uh, uh, that we just recently got a nice, huge uh, uh, two-thirds vote uh, no down for the contract. Um, definitely, uh, Experience Matters is a, a group of individuals that have been uh, that have been involved and have been staying involved, regardless of uh, who's been in power and uh, what's going on with the local. You guys have always been active. That's that's no no one's taken away from that. I would just like to take the uh, time to shout out uh, all the veterans for Veterans Day. Uh, thank you for keeping the country safe. I would also like to. To, to say happy birthday to the Marine Corps. We got a lot of guys in our job that are Marines, and yeah. I want to say happy birthday to the Marine Corps. Semper for five, do or die for those guys, including my shop store at Juan Acosta, who was a Marine, who was a Marine. And uh, you know how they say in the Marines, they're Marines till they die, so. There you go. So, so now with this, uh, with this uh, Danny Montalvo, uh, the backstabber, putting out that message, uh about he's gonna he wants to go with uh this contract this supplement and the committee is saying no to the you know they don't want him to put it out there and he went against them and put it out anyway so now what do we do as members you know this is what we do as members we get together and we vote the shit out of it and say no to it and yeah. give him a, a deep message saying that we you know he's not a dictator he's not going to tell us what to do he's going to try to sell you a a mercedes benz but he's really selling you a toyota so he's going to try his best to uh to go back to hafa and say oh look i got them to vote yes to this shit you know you know you guys we are smart than that we we the fine lines of this uh proposal uh, we giving a lot back. So, um, what do you guys feel about that? And, and, and send an email. You know, the, on the bottom of that letter has an email. Everybody should write back on that email. Tell them how they feel about this contract and what he has done. You know, going against the membership. You're here. You're supposed to serve the membership. You're not. You're not a leader if you're not serving the membership. We voted you in. Same thing. If we get voted in, we have an obligation to serve the membership. Whatever they want and whatever they tell us is what we're supposed to do. And we're supposed to be honest to them, not say that we're the boy. We're not the boss. You know, we work for the membership. They pay our bills. The same way Montal should be having that same attitude. On the bottom of that letter, it says, there's an email. Send your email. Tell them how you feel about every point. I did it this morning. It takes five minutes. And it's, we could flood that email with 5,000, 7,000 emails. Let him realize that we are listening and we are reading. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Whoa, 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 what did I do here? So. Yeah, you get enough. Well, hold on, let me put you back on. You yeah, I'm sorry. If you guys, if definitely, if you can get enough members to, to email that, that particular email at the bottom of, do you actually have the email address? I mean, we could just put it out here real quick. And uh, anybody who's listening, just look at the uh, look at the email address. Email uh, uh, the, the, the receptionist over at uh, the local 804. Uh, yeah. The whole, you think the, he's gonna really, really listen to this shit? You think he's gonna take his time to even look at it and read what we gotta say? I don't think so. Somebody I mean, is. I mean, it, <laughs> someone is, but it's not gonna be him. It's receptionist at Teamsters Local Eight Hundred Four dot org. You got it. Yep. Oh, I don't know what. I'm sorry, I didn't have your mic on. So. Uh, it's it's, you're, it's, you're talking too close to the mic. Receptionist at Teamsters Local Eight Hundred Four dot org. 
there you go guys you know everyone send an email i mean uh, hopefully we get hurt i don't know with danny with the backstab Montava, i don't know if we're gonna get hurt with this because uh he just putting the, he's putting this out there uh to make himself look good for this campaign so 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 someone was telling me that if he puts it out for a vote and we voted down all since this is our last final offer if it's if it becomes our final offer half could push it down our throats anyway it's not a final offer is it well nothing is a fi- we don't know now, what's a final ju- offer these just days. to be clear that it's two is three supplements still uh up yeah you know if those two supplements go through in Philadelphia, then we're definitely going to get this shit shoved by our asses. Well, what he's saying is this. We got to accept it because the $500 pension increase, we're going to lose it if we don't accept it. So, you know, the newbies, we're not, then if you, we accept it, we're not thinking about the new guys no. that's here. So we can't accept that five. You guys got to, you know, grow some balls and say, you know, the $500, we could get it at any time. The money is there. You know, I mean, we just need the real negotiations to go in there. Whoever gets into office in January first got to negotiate if we if the negotiations go that far. But if those two supplements from Philadelphia gets ratified, then I guarantee you half is going to shove this shit up our asses and we ain't going to get the five hundred dollar increase. But you know what? We we we're going to send a message saying that we we stick together as one as one union. And that uh, we're gonna we're gonna say no to this shit, even though if it's an increase of five hundred dollars, you know. Uh, Hector, if you don't mind, I'd like to give a shout out, uh, and this is exactly why Don, Danny Montalvo should be paying attention. Uh, if, if a lot of people don't know, there was an, an election for a local held in Texas, I believe, uh, Teamsters Local Seven Six Seven, and uh, they were just uh, they were just taken out, and the election was won by the. They are uh, known as the, hold on, I read it here, uh, the 767 Teamsters United for Change has won their election in bold numbers. Congratulations to Brian Smokewagon Perrier and Fernando Romo, Debbie Jennings, Anthony J. Tipicioni, Fred Combs, Tony Baker, and Benny Brooks. Congratulations to all that involvement in the campaign. And that's how it goes. When people want change, they get change, and they come out in numbers to vote for their guys. So it's important for everybody to know that voting is where our power is. The, they, they may be the, 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 the leaders, you know, but at the end of the day, it's us, the rank and file at the bottom. We're the ones that can pressure these guys to do what they need to be doing. Um, we need to be more vocal. We need to be more together. We have to organize. We have to talk to one another. There has to be more communication between us. There has to be more communication between us and the part-timers. Because the full-time and part-timers, there's such a disconnect between us. And and a lot of times, these young generation, like he's, like uh, Raul was stating earlier, these guys, they come and go. They're in a, a year or two. They got other plans. They're going to school. And and they're they're and UPS of course they love that you know they don't they don't want this connection between us they don't want to know that they don't want a lot of people knowing how strong and how powerful the union can be as long as we all stick together yep. and it's very important for us to reach these guys and and these are the things that happen in our company um, all I could say and the most important thing is to try to get. Especially now, because obviously nobody's happy with what, what Danny Montalvo's putting out on this, this new supplemental agreement. Nobody's agreeing with it. His own committee that was sitting there with him aren't agreeing with it. And what, they, what we need to do, what we need to do is basically...
Uh, start another vote, no vote campaign. We have to get all the guys together. And this campaign has to start now because we're not going to wait till they try to ram this down. We have to start talking to the members now. We have to start getting these guys involved. We have to get everybody on one page. Everybody in the same book, one page. Yeah, that's local seven. He just he yeah. just finished talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they just texted me. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they they won by a yeah. four to one margin actually. So we that's met, a, we met them over the weekend, right? Yeah, they were there yeah. at the at the TDU convention. Talking about the TDU convention, uh, everybody always scared yeah. to go into the TDU convention. And uh, have you ever been to a TDU? I con have not. I wanted to go this year. I wasn't able to get the money in time. I know it was like a five hundred dollar buy-in. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean to, to try. What, yeah. like well, you got to buy your, your flight ticket flight and a hotel. But the, hotel. It, it, to tell the truth, that uh, the local has a educational funds. Uh, Tim Sylvester used it. At, 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 you know, he sent uh, members to these classes to learn uh, about certain things when you're in the office or, or how to defend yourself against the company. Because you remember, the company's always ten, ten, ten steps, steps ahead, ahead. Of, of us, so we have to be yep. right there to fight this company. Now, Raul was the first time that you went to this TU convention, and you wanted always to find out what it was about and the education. What you well, what you get? And I, I've been going to a TDU convention for quite a while now. I've been going there, I, I, I could believe, seven years now, and every year gets better and better and better because I, they have different type of classes. They have re, you know, they you could reenact the, the the situation. They put you in a situation, and then you got to get yourself out of that situation yeah. as a shop steward, as a representative. They have BA classes for if you want to take local office. They have they have so many classes. Certain people went there from our local and they said it was garbage and uh, we became, you know, it was garbage and they went there for no reason. Sometimes, you know, some certain people is for certain people. Like if, if you really want to get involved into the union, this is what you want to do. You want to go to label notes. You want to go. I I go everywhere. I am. I mean, uh, I'm right, my right. credit card is is. I got one credit card for all my classes, and that credit card I go to the Unity Conference. I go to Labor Notes. I go to all my expense. Now before, like I said, the local eight hundred four has educational funds to send members out there to do this to get educated. But this board didn't want to send any of the members because they were afraid that you're going to get educated enough to run against them. But guess what? You're still going to get run. If you're not doing a good job, you're going to get run against, no matter if you don't send them to education or not. If you're doing a bad job, you're, you're going to get you're going to get taken out. Yep. So there's other locals that they have elections coming up now, like 251, which is in uh, Rhode Island. They were all there. They were he they are heavy yeah. at TDU convention. So they're doing such a good job that no one is running against them. Yeah. There's no slate that is 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 running against them. Right, right. You know, because they're doing a good job. So I'm like I'm saying, if these guys were doing a good job, no one would be running against them. Nope. Obviously, they're not doing a good job. That's why we have to make this change in local 804. Correct. Raul, I would love to know. Um, being that it was your first time there, I would love to know what your experience was there. How did you feel it being your first time? And 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 and. You know, I'm interested in going myself. I hope that next year I'm able to make it. Yeah. So I would like to know what your experience was there. So so my experience there was actually really, really good. I mean, I was really shocked. I thought I, I, thought I was walking into something different. Like, a lot of people... Yeah, pick it up. Like that? Better? I think you're in the... Does it say back in the front? Um, no, I don't know 
Yeah, like that. You could talk like that. How about like that? Yeah, better? You better. hear me better? Right. So my experience was really great. I mean, let me tell you, since the day I walked in, you know, you go into the classes, they they uh, they teach you, you just take notes, they give a lot of a lot of handouts, you, you know, you get to read it on your own time. But my, my um, what really got me was this, that no matter where you go, if you're in the elevator, if you're in the lobby, if you're having a drink, or if you're having dinner or breakfast, someone always wants to talk. People want to educate. I mean, this was a great experience. Like you're sitting down, and a guy comes, "Hey, how you doing? I'm from I'm from 705, or I'm from 251, and and this is what we, you know. I thought I was walking into a cult, or 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 you know, I thought we were gonna all hold hands and, and pray to the devil or something. You know, this is the the, the what we thought. Yeah, yeah. But when I went in there, I mean, it was it was really really good. I thought I I can't wait to go back, honestly. You know, and I wanna and I told all my guys, yo, look, we. If I have to get my paycheck and, and bring you with me, I'll do that. Because even if I could bring one guy and educate another guy and he could do the same thing and pay forward, I think it's worth it. Because we don't have outlets for education. and At least in 804, we, doesn't have, we don't have a lot of outlets. I can't even tell you. I think maybe they had one education class in three years that they were in office. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and just being there and, 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 and breaking bread with these great leaders... And what we strive to be, and you know, they they're willing to tell you what they do. They're willing to make you a great leader, because their time is coming up. You know, they they're not gonna be there forever. They need the next set of people to take over, and that's the way we should all think. We should make leaders make uh, great leaders make other great leaders. They don't just say these are my followers. Mm-hmm. You got to tell all these guys, yo, you guys got to be better than I was. That's right. So when you leave, the place is better when you retire. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. That, yeah, that's so. that's how you educate the members and 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 I love what he's saying there and it's one of the for me one of the selling points with experience matters as I was saying earlier I mean the when I read the pamphlets and I went to the meet and greet and it was talking about educating the members and and trying to even set out a a, a classroom inside the the union hall which they have space for you know to bring in members and like you said earlier Tim Sylvester spoke about a fund and, and Vinny Perron was talking about maybe bringing back the fund, maybe sending members out to uh, places to get educated. Yeah. And, and it's important. It, it, you know, like you said, great leaders do make great leaders. And, and to go out there and, and, and the important thing is educating, educating the members. You've been going for how long now? Seven years? And you, look how much you've learned. You're talking about they had real-time incidents and they would make you walk through it and, and, and you would have to handle the situation. That's like on-job training. That's serious stuff. Everybody should be trying to do this who's interested in, in being a union advocate and, and learning about the union. And, and, and these are the things that we need to preach to this younger generation. Like you said, well, the younger generation of UPSers, they're the ones that are going to be the future of it. And we're doing what we're doing now for them. Correct. You know, and, and we just got to keep pushing forward. We cannot stop. Exactly. Now, there's a guy uh, on uh, this live chat that has, uh, keeps saying, you know, answer the question. You know, your 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 questions are long as hell. I mean, we I can't sit here and read your questions. Uh, let me see if I could get it back up because now it's all the way down at the bottom. Let me see if I could get it on the phone. Yeah, if you could get it on the phone and see what he's talking about because I can I can't read. Uh, yeah, I got it on the phone. He he actually put the whole the whole case, um, the the whole case with Vinny Perone and, and the old executive board, and he's asking about fiduciary, uh the multi-employee pension. I don't even know. It's a lot to read. I don't even exactly. have my reading glasses on. I think he, I think if he 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 wants call up three four seven yeah, call up yeah three four seven four zero 
3-0-7-0-5. We could go and you can you can ask the question instead of us reading uh, uh, three pages of, of this thing. But uh, oh, man. he wrote a whole manifesto. That's Espo 2019 that you're talking about, right? Yeah. His name is Joseph Esposito. Um, I'll read this to you guys real quick. I have read an article, you and Chris C., uh, says, I can't even say that guy's who's, name. Who's, who's you and Chris C.? Shatahauer. Shatahauer. Uh, Sheathauer, I don't know. Wrote on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals decision in Brotherston versus Putnam Investments, LLC, where Putnam Invest violated their fid fiduciary duties under ERISA. I have a couple of questions on that matter. Do fiduciaries of multi-employer pension trust funds either have a fiduciary obligation to negate causation of loss to eligible participants receiving benefits or will receive benefits in the future? If those fiduciary, wow, this guy is, have an obligation to negate loss, would that allow them to change the pension fund to a different retirement investment to negate losses on a whole for all participants? And part three, if those fiduciaries through actuary projections could not sustain funding to provide benefits to current and future members, would they not have an obligation to find the best solution to negate the loss? Part four, would it be fiduciary obligation for fiduciary who became aware of employees misclassifying employees so that employers would not have to make those appropriate contributions to all inquiries in order to get those contributions. And five, last but not least, would a pension fund have a fiduciary to get information from an employer to make sure all necessary contributions contribution are being made and the employer isn't evade it obligation to contribute for such employees? How do you guys feel about this? Address the question one at a time. Wow. Uh, Espo, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea about that. Uh, we can look into it. I have never heard about the um, the fiduciary obligations. Uh, I'm not sure how that works. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of, about any of that, dealing with our... our uh, pension fund. Yeah, dealing with the pension fund. Um, and he states a case here, the appeals decision in Brotherstone versus Putnam Investments. I don't even know about that. I've never heard of that yeah, one. I believe that's uh, John Guess asking those questions. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because he's, you know, he thinks that he knows the, the pension better than anyone else. So this is probably John Guess with a different name. John, you can call me at 347-403-0705. Maybe you have the answer to the question that you have. Oh, Pickle Dick. Maybe Pickle Dick could call. <laughs> well, this is, this is a, Joseph Esposito. Nobody knows Joseph Esposito. Is he running on the uh, Rise Up play? He said no. He said no. He don't want to call up. Okay. Then I guess we'll, we'll we'll get back to that question. And, uh, well, he just basically wants to know how much is actually contributed to your pension fund. From local 623. Uh, uh, Espo, oh. there's no need for name calling, my friend. Uh, we're all just trying to be on the same page here. Uh, nobody's. Uh, Dana uh, Costello, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, the, <laughs> there's no reason for name calling. We're all trying to just help out here. Uh, we're talking about issues here that are important. You know, uh, as if you have been listening, we were talking about the freight guys going on strike. Uh, we're talking about the issues within our own local. Um, 
yeah, obviously pension is an issue and everybody's uh, talking about w what's going on. And, and we were talking about the proposed uh, $500 increase pension by uh, yeah, but He probably thinks it's for, for the international, for the master. No, that's for the supplement of Local 804, that $500 in increase. Uh, that's uh, up and up and for grabs right now with our local. Um, as far as the international pension thing, uh, he must be talking about the master and our local six two three, and none of us here from six two three. So I mean, uh, what I mean, you gotta ask somebody. Maybe Dana Costello. He's 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 good with that stuff. Uh, could call up and um talk to uh about the 623 because he's from 623 yeah he's from 63 at 623 it says he works out of oregon avenue right i mean uh listen we would love to hear from you uh you got the number uh 347-403-0705 yeah if you know anything about this uh, i mean please call up let us uh, let us know what your what your thoughts on it anybody that wants to call and has anything to say uh listen there's no need to be um there's no need to be vulgar you know uh we're, we're all just we're trying to be on no, the same page you don't understand you don't understand what dana went through <laughs> oh dana says she's gonna text mm. uh, she will text she's gonna text joe the number no i'm not gonna call joe if joe wants to call he can call the three three four seven four zero three zero she says she's gonna text him it's, it's your guy, number. dana is a guy oh dana i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> He's probably he's uh he's from six two three also. Okay, Damn. all right, yeah. So here in local eight hundred four, you know we have uh, like all the slates coming out. Uh, you have rise up, you have Betancourt, you have uh, members first. Yes, I want to talk. I, I was I was just gonna get into that. Yeah. You read my mind. There you go. So we have from uh, like from members first uh, slate. I call the management first slate, uh, but uh, that's me. You know, it's like I never bite my tongue. But they put out a flyer last week, and uh, they had four shop stewards or alternate shop stewards on that flyer. And the funny thing is that a lot of those uh, two of those guys in that flyer uh, denounce did they denounce uh, denounce that they even put those statements in those flyers. And that would to that tells you how how desperate uh, Danny the Backstabber is getting. That he's putting out false information. Hold on, we got a talking about him. This is this is a guy from the committee. Hold on a second. Let me turn it on. Union Power Radio. Good afternoon, Hector. Good afternoon, this is, uh, bro. Phil, Phil Martirana, longtime student from Mass Rescue. Yeah, what's up? You guys can hear him. Yeah, we can hear him fine. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Who we on with? So you have uh, Anthony Rosario at a local 804 Foster Avenue in Brooklyn. Raul Molestina from 43rd. And you know me. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you all? I just uh, called this uh, afternoon to um, just to speak on the contract and what a very pivotal time in our local. Um, as many of you know, Myself and my partner, uh, Bill Grohl, had put out a uh, letter to the members and a flyer detailing what the contract committee, as both of us are on the committee. And uh, the purpose of the flyer was to inform the members what the union's position exactly was and the company's position, and that there's certain members of the executive board that are trying to galvanize some of the membership and mislead the membership, I believe, into 
expressing their desire to the um, union or the business agent to say, hey, let's accept this deal from the company. And this deal would really, really set us back about 30 years, if not more. Wow. So the purpose of this letter was to inform the membership, and the goal was that every member would go to their business agent and, um, and tell them, hey, we want you to go back to the bargaining table, and we want you to try to, uh, to get us a good deal. We don't feel we need to have made the concessions. We're in good shape. Uh, we're still one of the strongest language uh, supplement if, uh, in all the country, if not the strongest. And there's really no urgency. Our funds are in good standings. We, we don't really need to uh, have a gun to our head to, to make a, a deal and concede anything. I agree. Now, uh, Phil, so that letter that uh, Montabo, the back shaft, uh, no, I say it that way, I'm sorry. Uh, Danny, Danny, Danny Montabo put out a letter to... Uh, to it, so if everyone could say that you know this this contract is good and le, le, you're you're a part of the committee, correct? I am. And thank you for being in that committee and having our voices. Um, oh, no, thank you. I mean, I I got on the committee a little later on, uh, as a little later in the game. But I do want to uh, first say uh, my hat goes out to everybody on that committee. Uh, it has been a grueling process, and everybody has sacrificed and put a lot of time in. An effort, and uh, I thank everybody on that committee for their all their hard work. How do you, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like you guys uh, basically were sold out by Montavo? Like, what's the what's the feeling within the committee? Like, I know he went into that room with you guys, and it made everybody feel like you guys are definitely walking out of there. And then now, all of a sudden, this this flyer goes out. It's like they're trying to push this uh, little five hundred dollar pension, and everybody's going to go jumping on it. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I don't want to say too much um, because, you know, as far as I believe, I'm a little old school. You know, what transpires, um, you know, behind closed doors with the committee, stays with the committee. But I will say this, that we did have a vote and everybody was there to speak on it and everybody was able to say their piece. And um, overwhelmingly, two thirds of the committee members voted to say, no, this is a bad deal. No, we're not going to sell out the unborn. No, we're not going to sell out, you know, uh, the principles that Ron Carey installed in our, in our, in our contract. And we're not going to uh, take a bad deal. You know, two-thirds of the membership said no, and we all agreed. We're not going to, you know, the, what the committee says, we're going to go with. And for a letter to be put out 24 hours later, after the committee stood strong and said no, two-thirds of the committee, it was a little disheartening. Um, to borrow a, a term used by the uh, the company's uh, lead negotiating, it was certainly disheartening, and uh, it was uh, certainly disappointing because uh, he certainly, or I should say, some members of the executive board uh, went against what the committee said and seemed like trying to uh, galvanize the membership into um, saying, "Hey, let's jump on this five hundred dollar uh, pension increase," which, by the way. We don't need the company to get. With the influx of these jobs that we don't want, these 22.4s, um, which we did the math, there were probably somewhere around 700 jobs. Although we don't want them, they're coming regardless, you know, through the international. Right. But there will be a huge influx of, of pension money coming in within the next couple of, couple of years. 
So we don't need anything from the company to have a pension increase. But we can't, we won't have one now. And it won't be a big splash right before election time. We might have to wait two years for a pension increase, but we don't need anything from the company. Wow, and uh, how do you feel about the uh, the letter that uh, he put out before when you guys, uh, you know, the two-third of you guys uh, said, no, don't put the letter out, and he just did it anyway? I mean... Uh, it, it certainly angered all of us. Uh, I kind of want to speak for everybody, but uh, for those committee members that I spoke to, it was certainly disappointing, and it was something we were definitely not happy about, and that's one of the reasons why we... Uh, uh, Bill Grohl and myself responded and put this letter out that many people have seen and we're thankful that people spread it around and some people have put it on Facebook and it was just to tell the members, hey, this is the truth of what's going on. You know, make up your own mind. You know, I don't think we put too many things opinionated-wise on it. These were just the facts of what transpired at negotiations. Yeah, I just feel that, you know, him putting out that letter after uh, you guys uh, doing, you know, telling him not to put it out and not to do that. And I, I just feel that he not only slapped the committee in the face, but he slapped the rest of the members in the face by not listening to you guys. And remember, the committee's there to uh, spread their opinions on the members. You guys are our voices. So when you're in that in that in that room making these decisions and making these uh, votes, you know, we 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 have to you know, rely on you guys of uh, this is going to get out to to the membership. Now, with that said, now that he put that letter out and you guys are uh, rejecting it, uh, what's the next step now for the membership? Well, I, the next step I would hope would be, you know, it's right now there's no talks pending. Um, we know that they're supposed to meet with the company, um, I believe, in panel coming up this week. Um, hopefully... They would, both sides would scrap one of those days and we'll have a chance to go back to the table. Um, as far as I know, no talks are imminent. Um, what I would hope, and one of the, the reasons behind putting this letter out, is that we want everybody to go to your business agent. So if, like I believe Anthony said you're in uh, Forster Avenue, go to Mark Johnson and say, hey, this is a bad deal. We want to go back to the bargaining table and we want to continue negotiating. We don't want to sell out the unborn for a $500 pension increase. And it's not just the unborn being sold out. It's, it's a lot of the membership will be sold out and affected by this. So that's one thing. Let's get straight. Cause a lot of people are saying, well, it's just the unborn. They, they, they don't work here now. They'll know coming in. They'll have to work Sundays. This will affect a lot of our membership. Yeah. And it will have a direct end cause and effect of uh, effect if we put this language or vote this language in uh, to our contract, particularly hold, pertaining to Sundays. Hold on a second. We've got another phone call. Hold on. Union Power Radio. Hey. How you doing? It's Acosta. How are you? Hey. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Juan Acosta. Welcome to the show, baby. Hey, what's up? What's up? I was told to call. Talk to me. Talk to me. How you guys doing? We're, First though, sorry I couldn't make it. My uh, my uh, my stepson unfortunately has a car. You know these young kids are. Man, you tell them a certain time, and it's like. But uh, it's good to be here on the phone. So, how are we all doing today? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We just got a call from Phil. Uh, he's work. He was working on the committee that was uh, in contract negotiations, and he was letting us know a little bit about what was going on and how he feels. And uh, he said some pretty strong things, and uh, I want to say, uh, Phil, we commend you, 
Um, we commend that uh, the effort that you're putting in. And trust me, I would love to speak to RBA about what's going on, but um, sometimes talking to this guy is futile. I've already had some instances myself, you know, just on trying to get a, a, a job that I bid on back in July that I'm still waiting on. So. I don't see uh, us getting much done trying to speak to him. Maybe there's other BAs that are that are that are that are doing more. Um, oh, uh, Juan Acosta also shop steward from Foster Avenue is on the line. Um, uh, I want to say thank you, Acosta. I shouted out the veterans earlier for Veterans Day. I want to thank you uh, and and your fellow Marine Corps buddies. Happy birthday to you guys, Semper Fi, and. Uh, and uh, thank you uh, for all that you've done for us as a shop steward, and thank you what you've done for this country, buddy. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, man. I appreciate that. And uh, and I also thank all those that served, you know, past and present, and those that gave the ultimate sacrifice, you know. And uh, if it wasn't for those individuals that gave the ultimate sacrifice, wouldn't be uh, where we're at today. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just want to uh, chime in on what uh, Anthony was saying. Obviously, certainly want to pay respect to the veterans. But, um, you know, if you don't feel comfortable talking to your BA, um, listen, you can email the hall. You can call the hall. As a matter of fact, I believe that's what uh, our principal officer has asked people to do. Respond in, you know, to his letter via email. You know, flood the emails. Flood the calls. Call the hall. Call your business agent. Speak to your business agent. You know, it's my opinion that they're going to try to take a a poll of the local. Let, let's be honest, all right? If this executive board wants to push it forward, it can right now. Oh, yeah. They're trying to give them any ideas. They have the vote, four to three to do it. Yeah. All right? What I believe, in my opinion, is they're going to try to take a poll, a litmus test of the membership, and say, this is what the membership wants. And they're going to try to go forward with this. Now, let's all keep in mind. If this actually comes to a vote, and it's not, but we haven't accepted an agreement yet. If this comes to a vote, then what happens if 50% of the membership do not vote on it? They can push it. Yeah, they can, they push, can push it right it down through. The so we're trying to keep this even from going to a vote. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, if, if, I may, if I may, yeah. if I may, uh, um, I think, have, didn't, don't, didn't we vote? Fire, didn't we say what we felt? You know, I mean, I mean, to me, it shouldn't be anything about a number because in past uh, contracts, that wasn't even an issue about how many people voted or how many of a percentage said this. Or it basically, it's the, it was it was the whoever whatever was voted was it yes or no? And I mean, let me. And the question would be that if the vote was yes, if we all had fifty four percent had said yes. And 95% of local 804 said yes. Will we be having this conversation right now? Will we say, well, wait a second. I understand you voted yes, but this part of, you know, there's a bylaw in the international that says not that half of the, the members didn't vote. So you know what? You know, I mean, would, would that be the case if the vote was yes? Would it be fair as far as um, using the bylaws on the other side? I mean, I mean, this is an, an opinion that I have, and I mean, I mean, like I said, the members voted it. The members voted. The members uh, all uh, gave their voice, and I think that should be respected. And I'm saying that as a shop steward. I'm saying that as a shop steward of local way. Now, what? 
what what make us think that Danny Mon, uh, Montalvo is going to even uh, pay attention to the membership if he didn't pay attention to the committee? Yeah, I mean, but what Phil is saying is right, Hector and uh, Raul. And Raul, you brought this up earlier. We have to email the local. the the The, the email is right down there. I mean, yeah, he may not listen, but if what Phil is saying is right, and they are probably trying to take a poll, if we all just start emailing, if we all just start calling the hall, and that they see a huge outburst, a cry from, from, from all the members, all the rank and file, I mean, listen, it, the, the, the change starts with us here at the bottom, you know? I mean, if we push hard enough, they have to listen. You know, we have a lot more dicks than they do, you know, and uh, the bottom line is when, when we're pushing, they have to listen because uh, if that's the case, then we have no voice, you know, and what's the point? We have to at least stand up for what we believe in. We have to start flooding the, the emails. We have to start flooding the, the hall with numbers and we have to come in in greater numbers. We have to, again, reach these younger generation of UPSs. We have to get them to, to, to email them. We have to get them to call. I mean, there's over how many employees in our local period? What is it? 71. 7,100. 7, We're talking 7,100 employees all together. Are we talking just drivers or are we talking part-time too? It's, it's all part-time. Part it's everything. And full-time. Yeah, 7,100 members. I mean, we got 3,400 to vote out of that just on the contract, right? Uh, the last one, we had a huge vote no movement, and that's still, to me, yeah, it was two-thirds, but it was barely two-thirds. Like, we need a stronger push. We need at least, I would say, I'd be happy with five 5,000 members voting if we could get that kind of push. I mean, think about the general election, guys. In the general election, this was the largest Democratic win for the House of uh, Representatives we had in a long time. So many people came out and voted. It was the largest turnout in voting history. So if they can do that here in America with, with what's going on with the, uh, with, with the, uh, with the elections here, um, why can't we do that? Why can't our, our no-vote campaign get stronger? Why can't we reach more than 3,400 guys? You know, it, it's important. And, and Raul was saying it, it's important to educate the members. We need to be out there. We need to show them that we're not playing around. And we as members care. We as members care. And that's the bottom line. That's it. You know, that, that letter that um, Bill Grove and uh, Phil put out, I mean, that's a great letter. I, I think we, we need to have parking lot meetings and, and read this to our membership. They, I mean, they're sending this out to us so we can use it as, as leverage and, and teach and educate the membership. Look at the letter that Montavo put out, which is, like, very vague. And this is very precise, I mean, to the point. I mean, we got to share this to every, with everybody. Yeah, yeah, put it yeah but what makes us think that we go out and and talk about Phil's uh, letter and Bill's letter that Danny Montalvo is not going to come behind when he's doing his campaigning and saying, you know, don't believe these guys. Okay. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, this is this is this is I'm telling you, this is good. This is good for us. You know, it's, it's, it's confusing the membership. And you know, if the committee said no, then it should. That's the they are the voices of the membership. They should go with the membership, and they are members. They are rank and file members in there, doing being out of the committees. That's why we have that that tradition that we have uh, rank and file members in in the negotiation committee, so they can have our voices, the rest of the guys' voices, you know. And he, he simply said, Phil simply said, they said no to him, and he continued doing what he's doing. I hope he's, it's not a political thing because it feels like it's a political game that he's having. And I guarantee you, he didn't write that letter. Walter Kane did. You know? And well, just, 
Yes. Just to respond to Hector, what you're saying, unfortunately, politics is the thousand-pound elephant in the room. Um, if, if it wasn't politics right now, I don't know that we'd be having this conversation one way or another. I mean, I don't know that um, that they wouldn't necessarily say executive privilege and say the executive board decided and pushed this through. Mm-hmm. They have the votes four to three to do it if they if they wanted to right now, and then we'd have to vote on it. There's two factors. One, we're talking about obviously we're in an election year. So that's why, again, it needs to be. And there are several members out there that will say, listen, forget the other people, forget the unborn, forget everybody that's stuck here working here. Listen, I want a $500 pension increase. I'm about to retire. There are a lot of members out there that will say that. And he's hoping, he's hoping to get to those, those who are the ones to voice their concerns. And everybody else will just be like, you know, they'll say, well, this is the litmus test. Of the of the membership, that's my belief. I don't want to put words in a man's mouth. Right, right. And that's my belief and my interpretation of it. I well, also you know want to that... say, just to be fair, let me just say one thing, quick thing. I'll let you guys chime in. And I, I want to be fair to everybody involved. There are several members on the current uh, executive board and and uh, and, um, and people that represent us and business agents and trustees, et cetera, et cetera, who are opposed to this as well. Um, who have gone out there to the gates as well and told people, hey, this is a bad deal. Vote no. You know, if it's if it comes to that, or we shouldn't accept that. So um, just to your, your point to say why, why who, who should the members believe and who should they, there are people out there who are putting out there. As a matter of fact, I think one business agent put a flyer out. It's actually really funny. Um, it's not as detailed, but it's a, it's a picture of the... Um, the Dutch settlers uh, buy in Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, for $24 in beads from the Indians. And they have a package car truck there. It actually is, uh, is very descriptive. It's pretty funny, actually. So, I mean, that's what they're saying the equivalent of this deal is. You know, we're, uh, we're for, for a bunch of beads, we're, we're giving up our future. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and uh, well, there's the, the newborn, I mean, the unborn, is, is, is they're going to affect the unborn. Uh, the $500, you know, all these guys that you want to retire now and get away from the company, they, they think it's a great deal for them, but they're not thinking about the unborn, uh, and, and it affects them a lot. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm not going to retire anytime soon, and there's money there. There's a lot of money there to uh, get that pension increase. I'm sorry, Fonda. You know, what bothers me about that part of it is, is that, I mean, they, it, are, are we that are we that naive that they just throw a number and, 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 and oh, we're going to give you this, and then that's going to make you forget about the ones that, the, the, the drivers, the part-timers, the loaders that are going to come after us? Are we going to do that? Are we going to do that to the... To those that come after us when we didn't like it, when we were first in the company, and we were like, hey, you know what? People don't think of us or whatever, you know, um, and we were treated a certain way because, hey, you know what? They're just coming into the company and I'm about to leave. I mean, is that fair? I mean, are we that naive? Are, are we as a, as, as a union, are we as a local that naive that when you, when you throw, when you throw a, uh, when you dingle a carrot in front of my face, I'm going to, I'm going to bite? I mean, are we that naive, honestly? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me because, you know what, when I do my job, I, I do it for everybody. I don't do it for the person that I say, oh, you're my boy, I like you. 
or, or you know what, you're a young kid, you're great, I'm going to take care of you because you have it. No, I'm going to do it for everybody equally because my, my job, first and foremost, is, is to defend the members, is to deal with the members. The membership comes first. The membership comes first. You know, and for me to say that, that $500 is going to make me happy when I'm going to deal with another 10, 10, 15 years or someone after me is going to deal with so many years of harassment, and, and unfair treatment and all of that for five hundred dollars. I mean, I mean, what are we? Are we Judas taking the well, thirty uh, pieces of silver it's to, a sell good, out, to sell out the man? You know, it, it's a good point. But even Hector said it earlier that you know this company is you know with the harassment and now they taking all the overtime away. This this could be a ticket for a lot of older people. You know, like guys with like thirty years are ready to go. Give me five hundred dollars, I'm out. You know, for forty five hundred dollars, they can survive. So. That's the scary part. That some some people might think that this is their ticket uh, out of here, out of the harassment and out of the all this lease overtime. You know, because they took all the overtime away. Now I know a lot of these buildings we all win nine five. So that's the scary part. I would like to address. It doesn't make sense. I would like to address a question that uh, this guy Esposito again poses. Uh, uh, he's asking here, uh, in Local 623, they have, what he says, uh, part-timers who are working full-time, but the EB there never goes after those full-time jobs, uh, yet express their desire to vote yes over pension contributions. Do your members have the same problems getting a part-time pension and ages but working full-time hours? My answer to you is yes, absolutely, Joe. I'm actually one of those drivers. I started back in 94. I had the same issue. I was a part-timer, and I was working full-time hours for the company. And, I, and, and guys like me were the reason that Ron Carey kind of decided to go out on strike back in 97 because this was happening. And you know what's scary is that here we are in 2018, and it's happening again. Um, them trying to implement these 22-4s is exactly that same thing. Trying to get these part-timers to think, ooh, we're going to pay them some more money. And they're thinking, ooh, look, I got an extra bump in my raise. But they don't realize they're, they're working these full-time hours and they're losing all these concessions, working the 9-5, being able, having to work weekends and, and not being able to put in request loads and stuff. And, and they'll be working full-time hours and, and probably some of them will be working harder than we are. Because they're working two different shifts, and some of those other the second shift isn't that much that easy of a job, you know. And um, also, what's happening is that they're going to be working excessive overtime, and um, so yeah, it is a problem. And and right now, UPS has been UPS has been trying to implement this forever, trying to get these part timers, offer them a little more money, or sometimes at the same rate, because literally they've been actually haven't even had an increase. They were working two separate part time shifts and getting paid like straight through, but now they're offering them. Uh, they'll be probably making what twenty thousand to fifteen thousand dollars less a year than we are. And, and, you know, they look at it as a big bump, but the reality of it is it's not. They sh If they're going to be working full-time hours, they should be getting full-time pay. This way, if you bring them in, the company can't use them against us. They will be making the same amount of money. And you know what? The 22-3s was making a pretty good amount of money, so they should have just added the 22-3s and left them alone. They were supposed to have, what, 10,000 22-3 jobs? I don't remember even seeing in our building. We have maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 of them. Right. Not, and, not even. And the company still owns us those jobs yeah. and that's why when when montabo is putting that out there that he's going to gain 120 110 more jobs those are the jobs that they already owe us so and 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 the, and the another part is we having new buildings that we're opening up 
So what he what is he gaining from that hundred and ten more new jobs? He's not gaining well, anything. Hector, let me comment on the hundred and ten jobs, if I may, because I'm actually was very instrumental under the last administration in working with um, Chris Williamson to make sure that that number was attained. Because we have something in the contract, and it was one of the best pieces of language, the last contract that was negotiated, that really flew under the radar, that never, nobody really noticed about. Um, and it was really a, a, a very minor piece that was negotiated, but wound up being quite pivotal, where it says in there, the company has to maintain and keep in local 804 560 22.3 jobs. Now, prior to this, when a job became vacant, they could say, we're moving into Jersey, we're moving into Minnesota, we're moving into wherever. And the international did such a poor job, because it's an international job, uh, international created job, I should say, as as one of the gentlemen said, as uh, it was created initially with Ron Carey in the strike of 97. And they moved these pieces around and they tell everybody the same story. And it's very hard to keep track of these jobs. As a student who bids out a lot, almost a lot of those jobs in my building, as well as uh, and keeping track of the local wide, so I understand the difficulties of it. Um, so what we did is, 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 or I should say that committee did is, they said that um, 560 jobs had to remain in this local, no matter what. Now, when they talk, when they talk about the contract um, negotiations now with the 120 jobs, well, that would be very good, 120 jobs adding to our local. But the sticking point was the company did not want to guarantee them did not want to add them to the 560 and make it 670 jobs that were guaranteed. Mm. So five years from now, those 100 jobs could disappear and go somewhere else. And that was a major sticking point and another reason why the committee was against against the uh, the deal. Wow. Wow. That's good. Like, I, see, that's that's why I like to hear from different opinions. And Phil and I, I appreciate you being in that committee and and the knowledge that you're bringing out to the membership with that uh, 110. But you know, like I said, it, you know this this thing. I feel that what he's putting out there with the 110 and the 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 other the language. You know, he puts out that the dishonesty language. Um, yeah, I'm hungry. My stomach. Here, my stomach. We can order uh, some Chinese if you like. Yeah, let's order something. <laughs> or I got Tito's. <laughs> Even better. Get a crave case. Let's get a crave case. But, anyway. but I feel that what he's putting out there is already stuff that we're already going to have because of the new buildings that are opening up. You're going to have more jobs and more and new money coming in. Um, hold on. I have another, another phone call. Union Power Radio. What's going on, fellas? Charlie here. Hey, Charlie. What's up? Charlie what's up? Charlie from uh, Maspeth. What's going on, guys? Charlie. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've been uh, listening to what we're talking about, and we have Phil on the line from the committee, which he uh, breaking out the knowledge, man. I uh, hope you uh, you understand what he's saying about uh, the whole letter shit and uh, what's going on in the committee, right? Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been listening to it. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting stuff. I mean, uh, where we got a vote coming? Uh, is, is there a vote coming, or what, what's happening with that? You asking Phil that question, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, from what I understand, nothing is imminent. Um, there's no no talks that are scheduled. Um, there's nothing that has been agreed to, so there is no vote right now. As we say, we're kind of just in limbo. Uh, that's why 
um, we stated earlier that um, it seems like it's, it's they're putting out feelers to the members to say, hey, you know, we won't accept this deal or we don't want to accept this deal or we want people to go back to the bargaining table. That's my uh, perception and it's, a, and it's a perception of a lot of people that I speak to. Um, that That's kind of where we're at. It really is, but there is nothing imminent right now. How many how many times can this you know contract be voted down? Because you know, are, are we does it just continue to get voted down until we, we eventually say yes? Or do do they just like exhaust us to to the point that we just you know we're just tired of it? Or do, do we do we get it shoved down our throat? Like what what is the uh, the end game for this contract? Because last year it took like if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it took a year for this contract to go through. So well, what happens I, now? If I'm not mistaken, it took a year last time because there was uh, multiple locals that needed to settle. We actually settled, I believe, after the second vote, um, this our local. Um, I, I, I'm not the best person to answer that question. I'm not entirely sure um, as far as uh, what the particulars are. I do know that we would be scheduled for another vote. As we stand right now, if we had a vote right now um, based on the things that we agreed on, we'd be group, we'd be voting on some very minor changes to the uh, to the contract, and uh, basically we'd be staying status quo, which is not terrible. It's not a terrible thing to stay status quo. We have one of the best languages, if not the best language in the country. I know I've read them all. We have one of the best supplements by far in the country. I know it doesn't seem like that on a daily basis when you go out in your truck or in your building and you're harassed or. Or whatever have you, but we do believe me when I tell you have that. Um, All right, I don't want to put you on the. I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm kind of going to put you on the spot. And while while you're negotiating, you know, there with with, with this current eboard, do you feel that you have the full support of the eboard when when you negotiate these contracts? I I don't even understand that question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not even sure how to answer that question. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> that, that, that is a good question, though. Do you feel like you have uh, the full confidence of the e-board, like backing you guys up with the committee? Like well, if you guys are on the same page, right? Well, let's not put Phil on the spot, guys, because Phil is involved in the committee. But I can honestly say right. that I, I know he feels. Do you go he, in and, and do you feel like, you know. Yeah, all on the same page, at least. You know, is there, is there well, one, let, something on the e-board on a different direction? He did say let's more than two-thirds. Let's not even say the e-board. We, we say the e-board because, you know, there's 25 people in a room. And, you know, like anything else, you're going to have 25 different opinions on any issue, um, any particular issue. And this has evolved over time. You know, there's been that numerous discussions and numerous times where we call this and numerous times where we've met. And, you know, different ideas get floated and, you know, and things shift over time. You know, opinions do you shift feel, over time. Do, do you feel that a line has been drawn in the sand with uh, with you guys and UPS? Well, we're, we're absolutely. I mean, I think we're at, a, we're at a point right now with the company. I don't know how much more they're willing to give. I know we made it quite clear. We're not really w willing to go further um, with that. Uh, that being said, some people, you know, have the belief that we should, you know, go forward and should uh, have concessions and uh, and should go forward with that. I mean, that's just where negotiations come. I mean, I'll be very frank. 
a major sticking point in the negotiations right now is Sundays. It is Sundays. And there's people, you know, that you'll come across every day in the line, um, uh, you know, or on the committee or anywhere else, you know, they're working next to you in the truck, who will say, hey, the company's growing, Amazon's here, we should grow too. You know, this is something good for the company and good for the union. You know, a majority of the committee is of the opinion that, hey, this is monumental language change. We're going into a whole new realm here. We're, we're changing something that's, you know, been in existence in our language for 50 years. And it's something that's very, very valuable. And if the company wants it, um, one, they have to pay for it. You know, uh, to us, it's a quality of life issue. And uh, I've been a vocal member of this committee. And um, I think people understood when I said, and there was somebody who I'm not going to mention his name, who stood up and said, well, New people hired on Sundays, and they're hired at straight time. Don't know they're coming in working on Sundays. You know, it's okay. They're, they're not going to know the difference. Yes. And when I responded to that, and I explained to the committee, I said, listen, I want everybody to turn into the contract and look at the year, which referenced in there, 1978. It was a very important year in our history and our, our contract. Now, if you work on the inside, whether you're part-time, full-time, whether you've just come in the company, whether you're a driver that came off the truck and you're a porter or a car washer or you become a clerk or whoever, and you work, you know, some horrible hours at night, if you were not there prior to 1978, you were not entitled to night differential. And there's not a new person as wow. me as a steward that doesn't come up to and say, hey, how come uh, I can't get night differential? And I have to explain, you see, those 10 guys there that were there before 1978, I'm privileged to represent some members that were here that long. <laughs> they got 50 plus years on the job and um, and they're still getting night differential. The majority of the, co- the company does not. And when they're, when they're gone, night differential will be gone. And then Sunday work will be the equivalent. You know, wow. if we allow them to schedule work on Sundays, um, and said those newborns when we're all gone, everybody will work on Sundays and nobody will get premium pay. Nope. They'll be allowed to schedule work. And this contract, they will not be allowed to schedule drivers for Sunday because that's where the 22.4s come in. But how much you want to bet next contract, there'll be drivers working on Sundays too. Correct. I was actually so driving... I know I agree with I'm you and to that point. I was actually driving to work and there was a commercial, uh, Amazon commercial that they're hiring at fifteen dollars an hour, but they they're paying eighteen fifty for nights and weekends. Like there is a differential on the on weekends and nights, and we we're not getting that, and that's horrible for union uh, based job. Yeah, that's right. right which, which is, is true. Now, just imagine if you were hired right tomorrow, and this contract goes through, and you were hired, and you have to work Sundays for straight time. Yeah. Which presently, they cannot schedule Sunday work presently in our contract. And if we do happen to work on Sunday, they have to pay us double time. Right. Yeah. Right now, presently. Well, last year they weren't paying double time. Last year they weren't paying double time. They're supposed for, to be, though. For, um, contractually. Right, contractually, they're supposed I remember to be. That. During, during peak, there is a, I believe there was an arbitration, and there is some language that says uh, they can pay time and a half during peak from the period between right. Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. Yeah, now, there is some debate and there's some thing about possibly going back to arbitration with that. I believe there's a case on the docket. I don't want to comment too much from regards to that. But any other time, they have to pay a double time. And one of the things that we had said to the committee, he said, listen, for a lot of people on the inside, 
listen, that's that's their moneymaker when you know peak season come around. You know, and, and it's not just for the inside, for feeder drivers as well. It's affected by that. That's their moneymaker. Whether it be time and a half or double time, and a lot of people don't realize that they work on Sundays and they flood the building with all these people on Sundays. What happens to your overtime on Monday? No overtime. Dry up. And possibly Tuesday. So cause and effect to a lot of this stuff. It's not just you know, hey, a group of people that are coming into the company now are going to be affected. It's going to affect everybody. Now, let me ask you a question that, that you're in the committee, because uh, I think after you getting on this radio show with the What the Heck show, I think Danny's going to probably remove you. But I, I, yeah, I hope he doesn't uh, because you <laughs> got a possibility. Yeah, it is a possibility. So we appreciate you getting the word out and and. Listen, um, we appreciate your bravery. We appreciate we appreciate uh, what you're doing. It's important to, to let everybody know what's going on out there. And uh, what what is that? Oh my God, is somebody in the back there yeah, using the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of them. It's probably uh, Charlie Gonzalez taking a crap. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm. I don't know. We jarred something. Give us a courtesy flush there, Charles. <laughs> yeah, so, Phil, um, I mean, I don't want to keep you on. for. I mean, a lot of members want to know, and, and it's, just, it's great that you got on the air and, and let the members know the information that's happening Absolutely. out there. Uh, a lot of yeah. inquiring, uh, inquiring minds want to know what goes on in that in that exact in in, in that uh, room. And I know you. The last meeting you guys were there to late at night. Now, is the company trying to tell us or tell Danny Montabo that, hey, take this offer or you're going to lose the $500? I mean, is he, they putting it like that to them? Um, in layman's terms, uh, I'll try to put it like this. You know, like everything is, is give and take. In every, in every negotiation, there's give and take. Tech vector, you know, from being in the office with you know, representing your members, there's give and take, you know, with, with everything. And, um... You know, like I mean, the, the company is allowed to ask for things in negotiations too. That's why it's called negotiating. And you know, they've made it quite clear um, where their position is, and they're you know, is it, listen, we'll agree to X, Y, Z if you agree to X, Y, Z. You know, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, you know, now that being said, as time goes on, will their position soften? Possibly. You know, that's another byproduct of negotiation. I'm of the opinion that we should continue negotiating. I'm of the opinion that um, uh, that this is something we really, really need. And I think that um, the risk of coming away with nothing is also some pressure on the company as well. Because I instated in that letter, part of our counterproposal to the company was that we wouldn't give them the ability to schedule work on Sunday but the difference was is they had to one pay for it, which is paid um, time. I mean, double, double time, time. For all employees. And we had to also they had to also offer it in voluntary order, uh, in seniority order to volunteers first before they right. forced anybody in. Right, volunteer, and then if they don't get enough workers, they can start from the bottom up. They can start from the bottom up forcing it, and we thought that was really a, a big concern from our part. Um, because we've they've never been able to schedule work on Sundays. 
Um, so the question is, is how much further are we willing to go and how much further is the company willing to go? You know, that remains to be seen. Um, but like I said, I mean, I don't feel we're under a lot of pressure because we have a good supplement. And if we voted on minor changes, that's okay too. You know, as I stated earlier, a pension increase, we're at, I believe, 75%, if I'm not mistaken. And I think over time, once we get past 80%, we could push to raise the pension ourselves. We don't need it for the company. We would like money from the company to do it, but we don't need it. Now, um, I was going to ask a question about this language thing that he put out there, that he said the dishonesty language is, is, is oh, I mean, he's, he just said that they, you guys discussed the dishonesty language. What was, I mean, he didn't write down in detail. What are you going to do with that language? Um, from what I understand, um, the, the proposals have gone back and forth on this language a great deal. Um, and let's all not be naive. I mean, this has been the company's go-to tool for the longest, right? And you know, it's doing to everything is dishonesty. They want to put you on the street, right? They're trying to make everything dishonesty, which is why it was a strong point of contention of what the members wanted, um, you know, in surveys and, and negotiations. That being said, I mean, I think a word or two was being changed. It, it, it was a slight improvement, maybe to be felt uh, when you go to panel negotiation, but it was. It, there's nothing going to be in that language or that final language for, for Article 12 that is going to make or break anybody. It, there's nothing said in there that's going to stop the company from putting people on the street. So it really was not a major change at all. Mm. Yeah. Now, is anything in the contract for part-timers? Because I'm, I'm hearing nothing but full-time stuff. Is anything for part-timers? Well, they were trying to get the part-timers an extra five-minute break, and they were trying to get them an extra three sick days. I mean, you would think these poor guys, they're only getting three sick days right now, and uh, they're only getting a 10-minute break. So you would think the company would at least bend on that. I mean, you can't give these poor kids 15 minutes so that they could at least have an extra few minutes to eat their lunch or whatever time they need. And then on top of that, an extra three sick days. I mean, we we get all together. We get what five or uh, five sick. Um, all together, eleven. Twelve actually with 12. the with the with the OPHs. The anniversary date. With the anniversary right. date. That's correct. And uh, these these part timers. I mean, they're not even getting. You know, they deserve at least a few more days. Uh, you know, they get sick too. I mean, and they and some of them are young w women who actually have uh, children. I've seen girls there that that or young ladies that work there, and they have you know they're they they're taking care of a kid at home, so that's why they want the part time job so they can be home in time to try to take their kid to school or or pick up their kid after after work. You yeah, know? Frank says that uh, the part timers should have the same sick time as us, and I agree with that. I also. agree with that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm they they they're not going to discuss that uh, uh, about the part timers. Uh, I mean, when I started in '94, I had as much sick days as as the full timers. There was no difference. I don't remember having a difference between us and them. That must have been implemented later on because I don't remember just having three sick days as a part timer. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember just having three sick days. I used to have a few sick days. I, I think I had at least five. So Phil, are they, are they, are they discussing anything about the part time? If we we uh. Just that five-minute thing, that's all? That's why... They... There, 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 there was um, proposals which the company shot down, um, which is listed on the letter if anybody has it, which yeah. would be 
Uh, we wanted an equal break of the part-time to full-time, which would be 15-minute break. Uh, actually, the full-time, they get two 15-minute breaks, but on the, on the part-time we wanted on their shift, they get 15-minute breaks, which would be an increase of five, uh, five minutes, I'm sorry. Uh, there was, I believe we wanted all um, part-time employees local-wide to get an extra additional two sick days, I believe. I believe it was two sick days. It might have been three. I don't have it in front of me. Um, and I believe the 120 jobs were, um, would greatly uh, impact the part-time workforce as well that was on the table. There would be an, 100, uh, an opportunity for 120 part-timers to go full-time. That was on the table for the part-timers that would, uh, that would, that would affect them. I read somewhere that there there was a proposal for us to get paid for our dinners after like eight and a half. What was that about? No, that's no, a, that was uh, that is a political uh, platform that one of the slates has put out there. Oh. Uh, talking about that, why? How? How? Wait a minute. Wait, time out. So you guys didn't negotiate that about uh, what is it? Uh, the dinner. No, that that is uh, that is I believe eight oh four rise up has put that on their uh, their website and uh, that is uh, what they claim they're going to do when they get in, which is actually pretty funny actually. I think that's funny also, but why would they put that up? If I mean, is that another promise that a uh, broken promise? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I don't even want to get oh, into heck, it. I'm not going to get into politics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want you to. I was just casually listen, listen to go on people's websites. Look at what they say they're going to do. Look at what they say they can do. Be informed of what they actually can do and can't do. And uh, just to be clear, on whoever takes office in January, um, and hopefully the contract will be settled by then, they will not have a contract within that term or a contract negotiations within that term. So anybody can come on there and say, I'm going to promise this, I'm going to promise that. If you do not have contract negotiations or a contract that's expiring, I don't know how you're going to achieve it. But... Crazy. So whoever's getting in is going to have a tough row with the contract. Absolutely. Whoever's getting in is going to have to live with this contract. Right. Well, We're hopefully, if we, if we hold out long enough, gentlemen, uh, if we hold out and uh, we keep voting this thing down, uh, maybe we'll get a slate in there that can actually handle negotiations the way it should well, go down. Well, Phil, I don't want to hold you up again. I just want to ask you one more question. Now, there's three supplements that are still out there. That that mm-hmm. haven't been ratified, and it's, it's two, only three now. Three I left. There were five. No, it was three left. Wow. Well, the last thing I heard, I don't know, Phil. Maybe you can. Uh, I I believe it's three. Two of them are from Philadelphia, and if they get ratified, what's going to happen to our contract? Well, I know one is in Rochester because I spoke to a young employee well, we, from we Rochester. Would be the last I mean, I, I don't know. I couldn't answer that. I'm sure there probably will be some pressure from uh, the international to uh, to get a deal done. Um, and again, this is where this comes down to, you know, what we want as members, you know, what we want and what's important to us, you know. Listen, we can take, uh, and I hate to use the term, we can take, take a $500 pension increase and run with it. <laughs> and take it and run with it. Or we can no. take, uh, that should be in the contract. Don't say that no more. <laughs> there you go. We, we're we're we not selling out the young. We're not selling out the young. Better deal. And at worst, this is what people don't understand. I mean, they're off. Presently, there's only three things that the company and us have agreed on, and they're very, very minor changes. You know, uh, uh, one of them would be uh, like a, uh, 
a driving training school for, for part-timers, you know, they want to go driving, uh, and, and two other minor, minor changes. You know, and, and, if, and if those things go through, and those are the only things we have, then basically we're saying we're staying status quo. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, we have a great supplement already. Compared to what everybody else has, we have language that nobody has. So it's not the worst thing in the world for us to say, well, we, we, we didn't get anything. And we didn't give up anything either. Well, I just I don't want to hold up uh, Phil anymore, and I appreciate you a lot. Uh, the 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 members appreciate you calling up and uh, getting us the, all that information. And do you have a date when you're going to go back into the negotiations for this? We we do not. As far as I know, there is no dates forthcoming that we will uh, be meeting. Is he, is uh, I do have uh-huh. I do have to go. Hector, I want to thank you for having me on at, uh, at the forum to uh, to express my opinions. I appreciate it. I hope all the members go out there and express their opinions to the BA. I would like to say one thing that uh, mm-hmm. one person who has been a casualty of, uh, of politics. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Tony Sweetis who was my business agent for about a year and a half. Uh, I know Tony very, very well. Not very well, but I know got to know Tony very well. And I think it's a little bit fair that the man, unfair, that the man's, not only was he familiar by the union, but his character was assassinated. And um, those people that know Tony, Tony jokes a lot, but there's nobody that probably has a bigger heart. And if he even had an inkling that he offended somebody, he'd be the first one to give him a hug and say, I'm sorry. So again, it's one thing to fire somebody for political differences. It's another thing to assassinate their character. And, mm-hmm. uh, just want to give a small shout out to Tony Frias, And I appreciate you, Phil, for calling in and telling the information, uh, telling the members all the information about the committee, and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, we uh, we we got your back here in Local 804, the rank and file members, right, guys? We got we got Phil's back and uh, yeah, the rest of the committee, and uh, I. And I, I appreciate just keep, you guys. Just I pre- we appreciate you. you. We appreciate you, and uh, have a great weekend. And thanks, bro. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Take care. Take care. So, guys, that was Phil from the uh, negotiation committee, and uh, hopefully, he give he gave you a light. He he opened up your eyes of what's going on with the committee, and um, and uh, hopefully now you guys can understand exactly what's going on in those rooms in the closed closet room when they had us and uh they were browning out us we didn't know anything into uh the committee into the committee uh you know expressed themselves like uh phil did and i appreciate phil uh i know he wanted to shout out tony papa fritas that's what i call him tony papa fritas yeah and he you know you know uh Politically, I think, uh, you know, Danny's going to try to drown uh, Tony Frieda, but Tony is that type of guy. He's, uh, he's, he's fun. He's, he's, he, he makes, uh, he makes, he makes funny. He, you know, he's funny. He's funny. He's a funny guy. And if he thinks he disrespects, like he, uh, Phil said, he will definitely come up to you, give you a hug. And uh, when he was in the, in the, in the hall, me and him always used to joke around, you know, I used to send him funny, yeah. funny memes of him. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the Mimi that put him on the couch in the in the conference room with uh, with chicken and meat, and he's with a remote control. <laughs> but uh, but you know you know he he took it. He, he could have been pissed at me, but he said, "Yeah, hey, that was really funny, Hector." And every time I see him, I used to put my middle finger at him, and he used to uh, put it right back at me. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> but uh, big ups to uh, Tony Fritas. Uh He is running with. Uh, 
Betancourt Slay, right, right, right. As the VP, I think, right? I don't know. As the VP. So what, what do you guys think about what Phil had to say and... Uh, and what do you think? What do you have to say, uh, Charlie? Charlie, you still on the on the air, right? Yeah, I'm still here. I mean, it was, it, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot of, you know, it's a lot of stuff that he didn't have to answer that that, that he answered for us. You know, I I, I kind of put him on the spot, but he did the, he did do the best he can. And you know, I think if you read between the lines, you know, I I, I think I think that they're, they're doing a lot with little, if you want to put it like that. No, no, yeah, no, that's a good point. He did. I mean, you know, he, he gave us all the information we needed. Um, Basically, we in limbo, and we just got to wait and see, and this well, might be a political move. Well, Kamar goes on live, and, yeah. uh, but, I, I mean, he wasn't as uh, detailed as Phil was, like, like uh, yeah. you know, the whole thing. You know, Kamar goes on live on Facebook when he uh, is going to talk about the committee and what, what he went through, but... As detailed as Phil, I don't know. I think Phil was uh, better detailed on informing the membership of what's going on. So big up to Phil, man. Really? Yeah, big up to Phil, definitely. Now, he, he, you know, he definitely let us know what's going on in there. Exactly. I felt, you know, I, I felt we got a we got a little picture on what what is what, what Phil has to deal with while he's in there. Exactly, and that, and it's a shame that you know. We have uh, Danny Montabo on, on the top of the, the, you know, he's the principal officer, the acting principal officer now, and he, uh, you know, dictating what he wants done here. And you could tell from uh, from when he uh, set this. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, he's not. He just got he got off. Um, you know he's gonna take this thing and run with it, and I, I hope he's not thinking that we're gonna do the same thing now, with uh, with taking it and run with it. And still to this day, he thinks that we edit his uh, voice there. And uh, Raul, you were there. You were you was that was your meeting that he stepped into or he asked you to go into. We had the same incident in Laurelton happen uh, recently that um, we went over there just to campaign, and uh, Damon Contreras went over there and he had a, a building meeting with his guys to tell them about what's going on about a Christmas party or whatever the whatever the case may be. And since, uh, uh, you know, the horse trader, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, what the fuck? Dwight. Yeah, Dwight Phillips. <laughs> you don't have to answer to that right now. Hold on. But uh, Dwight heard about that meeting and, 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 and came there and freaking, you know, attack, attacked the, uh, well, he... Damien started talking about the political aspects of it, you know, about who he's rep, who he's gonna back in the slates, yeah. and um, the the I didn't say that. the the horse trader got into the conversation, and me and him went almost at it also because I was saying that he was full of shit, that uh, you know he drove all the way from Freeport, Long Island. And this is Laurelton in Queens. Now, they had to go to negotiations that day. So, negotiations is like fucking 10 minutes away from his house. That's it. Yeah. So, he drove all the way from Freeport and that other guy, uh, Ryan uh, Kelly, drove all the way to come to Matt, to Laurelton to crash that meeting, 
to make sure they they would hurt and it was a disrespect to uh to Damien and then they after that after they did they 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 fucked up the whole meeting they then went to negotiations which is a you know so they weren't even supposed to be there they why would they come all the way from their house from Long Island to come all the way to Queens to go back to Long Island to the negotiations. Exactly. So obviously they had they had a plot, they had agenda to go to this meeting and and wreck it and make it look like you know it was political. And the only thing that Damien was going to say was that you know that he's backing because of this, and he had a couple of us that there was going to speak. Yeah, you know, at that meeting. Yeah. but it didn't even get to that point because of the fact that they just bombarded. Uh, Did- just to add to that, aren't we? Don't we, as members, pay um, Mr. Ryan Kelly to go negotiations? I don't know. Ask the white. Yeah, we pay for him when they pull him. He gets his full salary, and that comes from our union dues. And for him to go to a campaign and disrupt it, I mean, there should be. If Danny Montalvo likes to put charges, I think there should be some charges put up in there. Yeah, you know, I don't see the charge because you know, it, when he gets paid, he gets paid for the eight hours. Correct. So eight hours there will be, uh, you know, he could have started at uh, ten o'clock and you know and worked. They worked to you know whatever time to Correct. eight o'clock. That's what it gets paid for. Right. But um, I just feel that the agenda to go there from Long Island to come all the way to Queens to go back to Long Island to go back to Long Island. It was just an agenda that they had. They Correct. heard about uh, the meeting that was going to take place. They heard about us campaigning there also. So they wanted their presence to be known, and and, and it got a little bit out of hand uh, with the BA myself, and then uh, Ryan Kelly, you know, he came up to me and he was so pissed off, you know, like he was walking around the whole crowd and says, "This is bullshit. Members first. Members first. This is bullshit." So he was saying that, and then he comes up to me to shake my, you know, to say what's up to me, and I didn't shake his hand because I don't like what he was doing. And he went crying to the member. Oh, look, you don't even want to shake my hand. That's who you want in office. It, it was it, it was so crazy there. It was unbelievable. And they drove all that from Long Island to Queens just to do just to rub to 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 make a, a scene to try to make them look like they are they the better ones to be in this in, in that office. Yeah. So the problem is they already are in the office. They there and they're not doing nothing for the members. Exactly. They just trying to get reelected to stay another three years to give us another three years of headaches, you know. And Betancourt and you know they splitting up is the same thing. And I and I get into it because you know, th- in reality, this is who's supposed to be running. Eight hundred four rise up and experience matters against the the income the outcoming uh, executive board, which they 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 promise a lot of. Th- things to the membership and they neglected us for the whole three years it's time for a change now like i said all four slates have a website go to the website study it study each individual because each individual has a bio of what they do and then if don't be scared to ask them at the gates when they go to the gates what have you done for this local and education for the past three or six years and i guarantee you they don't they're not going to have the answer for that yeah because of the fact is that a lot of guys disappeared. A lot of guys disappeared. You know, there's a lot of questions that I want to ask to John Guest because there's a lot of questions for John Guest. I also uh, put it out there that to have all principal officers call the radio station and have the members ask some questions yeah. that maybe help the members pick whoever they want. 
Now, the only response that I got was uh, from Vinnie Perone. He's willing to talk on the on the radio and ask any que- answer any questions. I'm waiting on John Guest, and I'm waiting on uh, uh, Betancourt. Or they they don't want to do it because of me. I don't have to answer the question, and I don't have to. I could run the radio show, but I could have someone else like Anthony Rosario ask the question. Yeah. That can be the curator. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you know, I don't he, have a problem with that. You know, and then I don't have to be. You know, they, were they afraid of asking the right questions? I mean, I have questions for Johnny Guess. I mean, because there's a lot of questions out there that he's running for principal officer, but they, you know, the question was the 250 MASPF guys that was suspended for two weeks. You know, there was a petition out there. Yeah. He didn't sign that petition. I want to know why he didn't sign that petition. Mm-hmm. I want to know why in the past nine years that he haven't been a shop steward. I want to know why he stepped down when Sylvester won the, the, the election. I want to know why he stepped down and let his members there for debt. You know, and now he's running for principal officer. So I want to know those questions just for me. Because if they win, I'm, I, I still got to deal with them. As a, as a as a member, I'm a I'm a dues paying member, and I hate asking these questions because I'm running with the slate, but I'm trying to be fair all across the the table. I want to ask, you know, you know, Vinny's willing to get on the air. He answers all the questions, you know. But it is what it is, man. Well, I mean, everybody will have an opportunity to ask the question they want on November 18th. That's for sure. And uh, you make a good point. Uh, uh, the question that you ask in there today, I'm pretty sure somebody's listening, and they're going to be there asking that question on that day um if you guys don't mind i would like to take just a few seconds a moment of silence for one of our uh one of our fallen uh ups teamsters a man by the name of james pagel that a lot of guys know uh one of the experienced matter slate members posted this a couple of days ago uh louis barbone one of your guys um he posted uh i am posting this with a heavy heart his friend of 25 uh your driver, uh, James Pagel, has left. Uh, this was on November 6th. He passed away. Um, you know, he passed away of cancer. A lot of us have people in our lives that we've lost to cancer, you know, and there's always that hashtag fuck cancer because, you know, a lot of people are dealing with it. Uh, I myself, um, well, I don't want to get into that, but uh, somebody in my family also, uh, you know, had passed away from cancer. And it's, you know, it's a tough thing to deal with. And especially him being a teamster brother. So if you don't mind, I'd like uh, to let everybody know they're having a, um, you know, on November 17th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. They're doing like, uh, they're having a get together. They're going to have an entrance fee. They're going to charge $40 an hour, including uh, food and some alcoholic beverages. Um, They're going to have a raffle. All the proceeds go to James and his family. Um, he's a long-standing teamster. He deserves for guys to show up. Uh, I believe it's going to be at the F at the VFW Post 5796, 40 Church Street, Kings Park, New York, 11754. And if you can't make it, there's a GoFundMe page. And uh, it's uh, www.gofund.com, friends of James, uh, slash friends of James Pagel. So uh, just give a few seconds of silence for that. Thank you. All right, thank you for that, everybody. And um, I want to thank everybody here today for uh, listening in on the What the Heck Show. 
And uh, yeah, very nice. A nice tender uh, goodbye song to everybody. I want to thank Hector for having me on the show today. I'm very appreciative of that. Thank you, Hector. Thank you for having us at your house, actually. Oh, thank you for coming. And uh, and thank you for not feeding us because I'm starving. Oh, we got the uh, White Castle's <laughs> crepe cases on the way. <laughs> All right. So what do you got to say, uh, Raul? No, nah, I mean, uh, I had a good time. We had uh, a lot of information out there. There was one more thing that I wanted to touch base on, but uh, I think we're running out of time, are we? Go ahead. Well, go ahead. We was talking about negotiations, right? And um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I, think, I believe it was Thursday. Mr. Montavo and his team were negotiating in front of 43rd Street. They came in the morning and they came at night. And they were handing out a piece of uh, a flyer, their pamphlet. Which was completely aimed at experience matters because the the headline says their kind of experience is something we don't want back. So they were they were they were attacking our team and what they, their their whole point was that we're Tim, we're Tim's guys. We were, none of us were with Tim. Maybe two or three guys were with Tim, but not nobody else. But he put in pictures and quotes of people that. Um, like he put a, a, a I'm not gonna a comment on everybody But I'm gonna comment on my uh, alternate steward His name is Rudy Bellotti He's right on the page He never gave permission uh, To be on that on that flyer He he, he gave him permission to put the, his picture on the flyer But he did not know what was the flyer about And he showed me all the emails And he spoke to me uh, On the phone And he spoke to me in person You know uh, Rudy has been going through a lot So he has been away from He's been away from the, um, from the, you know, the committee and stuff like that. He's been away from all the politics, so he really doesn't know who was running and what was going on. He was away for the whole summer because he's having uh, personal issues. God bless him, his family, and his struggles, and um, so they, the 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 stuff that they put on the the quote, he never said that. He doesn't speak like that. He's always had my back. I've always had his back. And I told him, I said, look, it doesn't matter who you vote for. You know, I always had your back. But do you have to um, kill us with that statement? He says, I never said that statement. And I never gave him permission to give that statement. So I just wanted to put that out there. I don't know the other three guys, uh, if, they're, if their um, statement had anything to do with what they said or with what Montalvo wanted to put out there. But, you know. We need to watch out for these dirty politics. Yeah, well, you know, speaking on that, I mean, that's like fake news that they're putting out there. They're putting uh, these individual co uh, quotes of uh, people that aren't even, t not even, members are not even saying that. And now the members are getting this, this flyer and reading it and thinking that, you know, these guys did say that. And right here, you, you hear it from Raul. I mean, the guy told you he never said those words. That's not the way he speaks, right? No. Hey, he was going to call up, but he's having a lot of problems at home. And, and, and you know, I really don't want to bother him too much because, you know, you know he, he's going through a situation. And it's it, it's sad that, that he puts membership against membership. This is what you call division. When you, Dirty politics. Yeah, you, you're putting a, a, a steward and, and an alternate against each other. You know, oh, he was trying to. You know, by putting a quote out like that, I mean, it, it, it's disgusting in my eyes. I, I, don't, I don't know. If I were you guys, uh, the members, when you see uh, Danny, the backstabber, Montalvo, I question him about that. Why he's putting out fake information out there to mislead the membership. And uh, and with that said, you know, the ballots are coming out of the twenty on the 28th. Yes. You're receiving your ballots between the 28th and the 1st of the, uh, December. Uh, we have only a three-week window 
to uh, put those ballots in in the mail and vote for whoever you're going to vote for. Experience matters. Uh, I'm only kidding. I don't like to do that. But. Listen, you want people to vote for Experience Matters. There's nothing wrong with that. No. You're running on the stage. Like Everybody I said, out there is campaigning, and this is your show. You're allowed to campaign on your show. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, the thing is that I want I want it to be fair also, that right. I, want, I want you guys, I want the membership to... Go into these websites, uh, read and 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 understand who's running in those slates, yep. uh, and who's running in our slate. Those slates also, and you just want to be fair. Now I know eight oh four rise up is going to have a meeting greet on the seventeenth, November eighteenth, November eighteenth. Is it 18 or the 17th? It's the 18th. November 17th 18th. is the thing for Pagel, uh, who passed oh, okay. away. Okay, so it's right. November 18th. It's in Brooklyn somewhere. Yeah, Canarsie. Uh, in Canarsie, Brooklyn. And uh, if you feel like you want to go to their meet and greet, because we, we were the first ones to have a meet and greet. I don't, I believe Betancourt is going to do a meet and greet, too. I don't know. Or uh, Montavo. Is he really? I don't know. You know, <laughs> follow the leader. Follow the leader, leader, leader. Follow the leader. You know how it is. But anyway, uh, check it out. I mean, if you're curious to see what slates they have, you know, ask them. Ask them questions. They're going to have a, a format for that to ask a question. Um, like I said, I have questions for John Guest. I mean, I already said it on the air, but I'm, I'm going to I want him to respond to me uh, as a as a rank and file member. And Charlie, you, you're on the air, right? Charlie? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, Charlie, uh, you got any the last words to say? Because we're going to be closing up the radio show now. So you got anything to say? And uh, was it educating, educational enough to uh, to hear what we were saying today at the What the Heck show? No, it's always good stuff. You know, always always learn something every day. You know, every time you guys go on the air. And, uh, you know, thanks to what's his name, Phil, right? Who uh, who yep. given us uh, the insight. What goes on in, in negotiating committee? You know, big ups to him for for you know just taking a, a little bit of time to to you know to let the members know what's going on inside the uh, negotiating committee. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you uh, for calling up. Uh, so, oh, uh, Anthony, wants I to just say. want to say one more thing uh, for all the members out there. Remember, the freight guys are going out on strike. It is happening. Let's make sure we support them in any way that we can. I mean, uh, you got uh, locals uh, out there, you know, I mean, I know Danny Montavo's not going to give up anything and, and probably not going to say anything about it. But we as members, we can help even if it's you have a day off and you can go and bring some food to these guys. If you see them out there protesting, you know, stand behind your brothers. They need us. And this this is all going to affect all of us, especially as Juan Capos goes out on strike over there in Chicago. This is affecting everybody. It's a big deal. It's happening right now uh make sure you speak to your me your fellow members organize in the parking lots talk to one another spread the word spread the education vote down these contracts that they're trying to throw at us and on top of that make sure when that ballot comes out in november 18th uh, and, and you're home and you're waiting on and, and that first week of december and those ballots come november to you, 28th right on november 28th and that first week of december you get that ballot in the mail you make sure you do your diligence, man. Go out there. You you take your letter. You put your, your your slate on there and you vote. Okay. Now talking about real quick before we go this bullet voting thing. Oh man. Everybody's talking about this bullet voting and and, and you know why bullet voting will work with two slates running. It's not gonna work 
you're gonna be wasting your vote with it's a bullet a waste, vote. It's a waste of it's a, a vote. waste of vote because there's four slates running. So you're gonna waste that vote for an individual that you don't you don't like on that slate, and you're gonna vote for another slate. That individual is not gonna get enough votes for the slates to win. So you're gonna you're just gonna waste that vote. So and I spoke to you about this last week when I called the show. And I told everybody that was listening then about my personal experience with it when um, Tim Sylvester was running and they had, again, four slates. You had the Bueller guys, you had uh, Montavo and Eddie who were able to get in there, and then you had uh, you had Timmy and you had the... Um, Straight back. There was another one. Strike back, Liam. Yeah, right, Liam. Liam Russ's people. That was strike back. That's what they strike called back, themselves. Strike back, yeah, yeah. The fighting back. Right. Fighting back. Fight back. Fight, fight, fight back. back. Yeah. Fight back. So you had four slates running. I I did the same thing, and I sort of spoke about it last week. I I bullet voted because I liked Tim's crew, but there were certain members there that I wasn't completely happy with. It was my mistake. I should have just went with the slate vote. And you know what? I, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one who did that. And because of that, guys who did get the slate vote was Eddie and his people, and they were right. able to get in there. And they didn't win by much. It was a very small 70, 70 votes. 70 votes was the difference. So it was basically a few people that probably decided a bullet yeah. vote or or the Liam Russett who was able to take enough slate votes away. But this is what's happening right now. These slates are breaking up just like last time, Liam Russett and Tim. And now it's Danny Montalvo <laughs> and Betancourt instead. And, you know, that means that somebody's going to get in there. Let's just hope the right one does. Yeah, that's correct. And another thing, in the history of 804, there's only one person that did it and succeeded, and that was Tony, Tony Donato. Donato. That's right. And because he went around and he got a 1,000 votes for himself. He promoted himself as an independent. Exactly. Right. So the individuals that you're bullet voting for, they're not going to get that 1,000 vote yeah. because he's not. they're not promoting themselves. They're like, part of a slate. They're exactly. not independents. Exactly. So with that said... Thank you, uh, Raul Melestina. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. And uh, Anthony Rosario for having us in his house. Gracias, gracias a ti. And I want to say peace out to all my brothers and sisters out there in Local 804. Have a great weekend. I'm going to be putting this on podcast. What was that? And thank you for everyone that called, exactly. Everyone that called, especially Phil and uh, Charlie, thank you for calling. And... um, Oh, and Juan Wa- Acosta also, the shop steward from Forster. You know, you could talk. He's, he, he's giving me hands. Go ahead, go ahead. And God bless all the veterans out there. Yeah, God bless all the veterans. And thank you uh, for everybody who called, including Phil, Juan Acosta, and Charlie. Thank you guys for your uh, informative uh, advice and opinions. That's right. So thank listen you. to the What The Heck Show here next Saturday. Uh, hopefully at 3 p.m. to next Saturday. If I'm not available, it's not going to be uh, to Sunday. So uh, keep listening, keep the hope up. We're gonna we're gonna get this. We're gonna get through this with uh, this contract. And remember, vote no if you don't like it. I don't like it, so I'm voting no to it. So uh, I'm gonna be putting this on podcast later on today. Right now, I'm gonna be shutting down the, the station because I don't have. I'm not in my house. So uh, peace out, my brothers and sisters. See you next weekend.